Into the ball and the post through the apocalypse. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by Gaz. Hello. And Mike. Hello. And the topic of this week's show is UFOs in wartime. So I get to talk about military history and aliens. <laughs> You're two of your favourite things, I yes. imagine. Well, I don't imagine. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy to research erect. <laughs> <laughs> but you managed it this week. Yeah. Yeah. You're such a pro, Ben. I know. I know. I don't know how I do it. I amaze myself sometimes. So yeah, UFOs in wartime, specifically any particular wartime or all the wartime. I just did a sort of vague history. Awesome. Not a vague, you know what I mean? Do they tend to turn up more around wartime? It does seem to be quite a few. Yeah, maybe they, they like a bit of war. They might like watching it. Oh, I do think it's like a, a tourist kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come watch the monkeys kill each other yeah. in new, more inventive ways. It's just like watching a really, really advanced gory, weaponised game of rugby. Yeah. Isn't it? Do you think they have bets? Uh, probably. <laughs> yeah. Alien betting shops. <laughs> There's got to be a reason there too. Yeah. We'll get to that anyway, won't yeah. we? Yeah, we will. So uh, first we'll have a look at some weird news. And this is going to, if this is your first episode, this might take 20 minutes, half an hour, a little bit longer maybe, who knows. But then we'll get to the main cut and thrust of it this week. Yes, the main thrust. But just before we uh, we start oh, the news course, this week, sorry. Um, I'd like to hijack the show for a couple of minutes. Gaz's shameless plug. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've uh, written a comic book called Space Force Intergalactic Fascists. Mm. It's Shakespeare, it isn't. It's very crude, very um, graphic. Very funny. Very funny Thank indeed, you. yes. I didn't draw it. I've used... I've been sort of clever in a way, but also a bit of a bastard, but perfectly legal, is I've used public domain copyright free artwork from the 1950s and just repurposed it with new words and a new story and it sort of works in a weird way. Perfectly legal. And yeah, it's kind of a, a piss take of the, the modern idea of Space Force, which is fucking ridiculous, we all know that. But couple I kind of like it. Space Force! Space Force! Space Force! I'm sold on Space Force, man. You know, coupled with the 1950s sort of artwork, it kind of works, it's cool. But um, anyway, I've, uh, I've got a little, a little advert, one minute and 30 seconds to try and convince you. Um, to part with some of your hard-earned money. Yeah, it's available in a hard copy or a, an e-book on Kindle. If you've, uh, if you've got Kindle Unlimited, you can download it for free! 34 pages of sex and violence and funniness for free. On a paper version, I think, cost you about uh, $5. I don't know how much that is in pounds. Anyway. Is that US? Yeah. <laughs> US dollars. Here's a little advert. We're very technical here. I'm holding a phone to a microphone. Uh, here we go. Space 
Fascists, the new comic book starring Captain Bert Spanner, a man so manly that he sleeps with his flaccid penis wrapped around the trigger of a gun, so that when he wakes up, he may kill a man with his morning wood. Space, the 1950s, sex, violence, fascists, what's not to love? Find it now at Amazon.com. Space Force, intergalactic fascists. Space Force! And that's about it. Right, so, uh, yeah, yeah well done, guys. check yeah. it out. Amazon, search Space Force Intergalactic Fascists and you will find it. I have sold a whopping, whopping 38 copies at the time of recording wow. for free on Amazon thingy and the average person has read about eight pages of it so far. <laughs> well, there you go, let's just beat eight pages. <laughs> You've got to start somewhere. Yeah, I realise yeah, it's quite impressive. I should have put that bit in the advert. It's fucking good, it's funny, find it. Um, yeah, so back to the show. Thanks, boys. For doing better than you're called. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> you could have a cornea still enjoying the, the court of Space Force. To be fair, my manifesto isn't for sale on Amazon because it wouldn't meet their standards. <laughs> I, haven't I haven't tried to put it on there. But yeah, buy my comic, Space Force, Intergalactic Fascists. And now, back to cutting through the ball in the post-truth apocalypse with Ben. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, let's do some weird news. Yep. Ah, teen has intimate relationship with creepy zombie doll and they're set to marry next month. They can't. Well, they can't marry, I suppose. It's well, she, yeah, but in the same way that she can dress another doll up to act as the vicar and run the whole thing in her head and do it in her bedroom. Yeah, that's true. But I hate to break <laughs> it to her. We, without hearing the rest of the story, I'm sorry. She's going to be upset because she can't marry a doll. No. Anyway. Well, you, you'd have married a, <laughs> probably a, a Hulk Hogan statue or Optimus Prime statue, I know, if, if that was it, the case. If it had a nice, soft-working orifice, yes. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! Speaking of that, you put, you've, been, you've definitely been tempted to put a flashlight in something, haven't you? <laughs> I won. Well, I lost a lot of credibility on Facebook yesterday, but also won some nerd points. Cubo posted a um, a meme that was a a photograph that a dad said, "Oh, my kid misbehaved so much, I deep fried his Optimus Prime," and it was a picture of a deep fried robot. <laughs> but I was like, um. From the shape of the robot, I think you'll find that's Mobile Suit Gundam, not Optimus Prime. What the fuck's a Mobile Suit Gundam? It's a Japanese cartoon. Oh. Well, and, in it, and I knew it was. It's a nerd thing, Ben. Yeah, yeah and um, my mother-in-law, people like that all sort of piled in and, and called me a loser in public. <laughs> yeah. But hey, I know my fucking robots, Ben. Well, great. So, anyway, back to the news. <laughs> Why is she fucking a doll? I don't know, but she's Felicity Cadillac, who has her doll's oh. name tattooed on her arm, shows the showers the figure with kisses and dresses her in pink clothes. And, l listeners, it's a zombie doll. It's missing half its jaw. Its eyes are a blank, soulless white. You know how yesterday I said I'd found that news agency? 
Yeah. And it said, sell us your bizarre story. And I said, finally, this is how <laughs> I'm going yeah. This is that thing. And I've, this is the headline I come up with this morning. I was sexually assaulted by the ghost of Winston Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get them talking, will it? Certainly will. They can't prove it I'm wrong, can they? <laughs> anyway, what she looks... I mean, I'm dodgy territory judging people based on one photograph, but I'm going to say she's not got the best social life. Not if she, her only her life partner is a zombie doll. Uh, let's go down a little bit. The teenager says she's set to marry the creepy zombie doll that she's fallen harder for than any of her past boyfriends. She claims she has an intimate relationship with a young female doll named Kelly, which is covered in face blood and has a mangled face, literally half its jaws missing. Um, she's got a tattooed on her arm and she showers the disturbing figure with kisses and dresses her up in pink clothes. An intimate relationship. Yeah. She's had one of them doll's legs right up her <laughs> is what that means. I mean, it's just, it's kind of creepy. I mean, she, she got it when she was 13 uh, and then they're in love. I don't think the doll's got much of a say in it. Yeah, poor doll. It probably doesn't like having one of its weird doll arms, like... <laughs> Up to its elbow in a <laughs> massive clunge. <laughs> I mean, she's not a doesn't look a particularly strange girl. She looks like an average nineteen-year-old. Uh, oh God, do you think she puts the head of that dog? I don't want to <laughs> think about it. To be fair, um, yeah, she plans to marry Kelly next month. Um, she lives in Massachusetts. Felicity does, and uh, it wasn't until she was sixteen that she started to get feelings for her. But it was something that I kept on trying to deny. End quote. Uh, tension seeking I think that might be the case yeah exactly the same reason why I'm going to sell my story I mean isn't this a bit paedophilic well yeah in a way look if this was on the shoes on the other foot if this was a 19 year old boy with a a little girl nine year old girl doll and he was fucking (laughs) cocking it yeah Yeah. we'd all have a serious fucking word with him wouldn't we probably knock him away but mm, yeah, there are some double standards here. She is essentially, yeah, we're, we're skipping over the fact. Yeah, it might be a zombie, but it's a zombie child. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's not exactly a. It's not a zombie teenager. Oh, can I read that sentence? Yeah. Uh, we have a normal, intimate relationship, which is progressing in the normal way, and we are getting that. <laughs> to be progressing. We in have the a normal, normal relationship, <laughs> progressing in the normal way. Happy <laughs> to see here. This is normal. With my, my child zombie bride. <laughs> Why are there two doll's feet sticking out of your clunge? <laughs> it started in the normal way and it's progressing in the normal way. We started with an arm. That's the same money on airline flights for the fucking honeymoon, isn't it? She can fit in the entire doll inside her. That's how she carries it round. In you go. So he's paying for the extra seat. Yeah, she's going to be disappointed on the honeymoon, isn't she? Because dolls don't get passports. What happens if uh, there's a house fire and the doll dies? Get another one. But then it can't be real. She'll kill herself with rage. I don't in grief maybe. I have no idea. It's it's it. She's clearly mentally unwell. This is some kind of cry for help. I mean, (laughs) but we could put someone needs to listen. We could put this to the test. If uh, if any listeners out there want to use GoFundMe or something like that to fund us to go to where was it Massachusetts? Yeah. And find this young lady. We could put this to the test. Is this attention seeking or true love? We break into the house in masks. Well, at least you didn't say white hoods. No. <laughs> For the listener, we just probably should point out that the girl in the story is, is a black ethnicity, so yes. we're not wearing you're, you're white still, You're still on dodgy territory by home invading. Well, no, my point is we smash it with sledgehammers right in front of it. Okay. I like it. 
Uh, she's truly in love with it. This is probably going to be one of the most traumatic incidences of her life. But at least we'll know she's not faking it. If she's just more concerned about the masked men in her house... Yeah. Yeah. Take the doll, just don't touch me! <laughs> Why don't we pretend that we're having an affair with the doll? Oh. See, that's better and we get less chance of getting shot. Because we're yeah. breaking into their house, I'll guarantee you there's a gun somewhere in that house and three bricks against an American <laughs> bloke with a, with a semi-automatic. We ain't going to stand a chance, I, mate. I stand a chance because I'll be armed with my trusty cricket bat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, I fuck the doll in front of her. No, wait, it's a child zombie. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah moving on. Um, I, I, I like where you're going with the idea. We need to do something to... See whether this is like she just cry for help or is she just trying to get thirty seconds of fame? Yeah. Well, apparently it took her three years to discover her true feelings for the doll. All right. So she likes uh, younger girls with half a face. Obviously, that's the look she's going for. That's the look she's going for. Yeah. Our relationship was on and off since I was sixteen, because I would tell myself that it was wrong and break it off. But over the past year, I've really come to terms with my feelings for her. And I know that my love for her cannot be changed. Oof. Can I read the next uh, sentence? Oh, it's not the next one, but I want to read it. Go on. I am intimate with Kelly. Right. I caress her and feel safe with her. And I feel a genuine connection when I'm having an intimate moment with her. You creepy, sick fuck! You're caressing a child doll! With half a face. A, it's, looks it's like a zombie. kind of in proportion. It's kind of the size of a sort of five, six-year-old child. Yeah. That's creepy as fuck, whichever way you paint it. Even if you're not frigging yourself off while you do it, just being a 19-year-old caressing it. Thing is, though, I mean, it's, it's a zombie. It's a fucking doll. But it's a zombie doll. You don't, you don't be intimate with a zombie. That's wrong on a be, lot of levels. There's got to be all sorts of health and safety for the fags. Do you think that doll is like, if it had a voice, and in a voice, is just going, oh, God, I was supposed to scare people. She it wants did. to fucking marry me. Mm. Oh, I wish she'd fuck off. Oh, no, she's rubbing herself against me again. Oh, oh no. no, no, no. If I, if, oh, if only I could scream. I think this owner needs some quality time with some form of therapist or a friend maybe she needs a, a friend. boyfriend dare i she's say she's had boyfriends she needs better ones <laughs> ones who are aware of the clitoris because if this doll this inanimate object can fucking get her off better than these boys well then those boys have failed mind you she's only 19. they might have been eunuchs <laughs> well, why would she date eunuchs <laughs> I don't know. Give Unix a chance, eh? Mm. Give you, well, you know, you're, you're safe with the Unix. <laughs> that's just, that's just very true. <laughs> You'd probably worry about him in a fight. Maybe uh, she thinks all men have no cocks. Or something. Maybe she's just... <laughs> she's 19, she's not retarded. <laughs> she's married a fucking... <laughs> okay, I take your point. I take your point. Um, yeah. Moving on, I think. I don't like this story. <laughs> I think, I think that we've, no, it is creepy. I think we've exploited this one for all we can. Yeah. Fuck her. <coughs> Hang on, one last sentence. But regardless of what other people think about our relationship, she makes me happy and I love her. So that's all that matters. Do you think someone told her that? As long as you're happy, love. If she's not harming anybody, what does it matter? I mean, at the end of the day... Would you want her anywhere near your five or six year old daughter? Of course not. <laughs> but keep her locked away in a padded cell with her mother. <laughs> I'll be happy together. <laughs> oh. Good luck to uh, Yeah. Next. Great. It's, uh... <laughs> Lemonade vendor robbed at gunpoint gets donations. 
Okay. All right. A nine-year-old entrepreneur whose lemonade stand was robbed of $17. <laughs> has since received more than $200 in donations and a new ride-on lawnmower worth over $1,000. You don't give a fucking nine-year-old a ride-on lawnmower! What the fuck? <laughs> it's going to run over the family pet and that's going to be a hell of a mess that nobody wants to deal with. Where's Pickles? Oh, fuck! Oh, wait. That one from Massachusetts, but I want to marry it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that near your flannel. Oh, hang on, that's what we do. We get the doll, we throw it in the kids' lawnmower, we see what happens. <laughs> so the reaction is there, and that's simple enough, isn't it? Who the fuck robs a nine year old fucking lemonade? $17 at a lemonade fucking So fucking junky. Oh, man. That's well, why rob the fucking heart? Why rob the big tough guys oh, for the lemonade? This is this, sorry. The young salesman whose first name is Mark told sheriff's deputies he was held up at gunpoint Saturday while selling lemonade at a traffic circle not far from the entrance to his community in Monroe. Gunpoint. Who pulls a gun on a fucking nine-year-old? Kid could be armed. I suppose it is. Oh, you got a lemonade selling? Take me gun with you. Put your goddamn hands where I can see them, kid. I mean, come on. And the seventeen dollars wasn't it in like small change? So it's like, hurry yeah. it up, kid. There's a lot of change: ten cents, twenty cents, thirty cents. <laughs> Fucking pistol whips. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I wouldn't send my nine-year-old out on a street corner to well, sell lemonade. Hang God, on, America. He's got more than one job. Oh, fair enough. All right, he is a lemonade stand. He works as a lawnmower, a dog walker, and a professional ring bearer. He's fucking nine, he's got fucking... He's got four more jobs than you, you know. He's worked more, work more in his life than I have. <laughs> you know, he's going to grow up to be an insufferable prick, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know he is. Oh, that's a nice new expensive car. It pays for itself in pussy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck off. Have you got any friends? <laughs> professional ring bearer. So he's turning up at other people's weddings to hold You're taking the job of a young family member, yeah. getting paid for it. Oh man, it's just I just keep the fucking thing in my pocket. If I was him, I'd trade in the one thousand one hundred dollar lawnmower. Uh, I'd buy myself a handgun. Yeah, <laughs> you know, streets a dangerous place for lemonade sellers. I don't think he was robbed. I think he made it up. To get more money, uh, pistol whipped himself. Yeah, shot himself in the leg. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, just for the listener, I've added the pistol whipping. To story. <laughs> I don't think the kid was pissed. I'm adding the gunshot as well. Dog of a realism, gritty realism. <laughs> oh dear. Well, fair enough. It's a it's a sad story, but also a happy story, I suppose. There you go. Little bastard fucking lying to get that extra money in the line ride on lawnmower. <laughs> I hope he's declaring all this to the tax man. Well, me too, because he can't be. Oh, hang on, he hasn't got to pay tax, he's, he's under. Oh, well, hang on, you, you can't say it, you have to say hashtag me too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but I haven't been touched. <laughs> yet. <laughs> the night is young. <laughs> I've got to walk home. There you go, mate, you can start selling lemonade. There we go. And if I, we'll do an inside job, I'll rub you. At cricket bat point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? And everyone will feel sorry for him. You'll get 
way more donations than what you would have yeah, got. Yeah, but so. I'm not a nine-year-old boy. I'm a 35-year-old bearded man. <laughs> standing on the corner. <laughs> this is me, you can't and, sell lemonade. And there's a school down the road. Do not sell lemonade. <laughs> the one stop would probably be kind of the, the local convenience store down the road would be on your fucking case. Well, I'm close on it to get a uh, street trader's licence. <coughs> oh, it's true. It's true. Um, details, Mike, details. Yeah. All right. It's more, okay, why don't you sell weed on the corner? By <laughs> the school. Uh, yeah. The kids will love it. Can I, um, can I let you in on a conversation I just heard at your local shop, Mike? Oh, yeah. This is what I walked into. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, it's more fucking fuller because he, she's referring to her ex, as will become clear, has got my fucking name tattooed up his fucking arm, so she'll be looking at that every time she fucking taps him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you just can't buy that kind of quality class people. Oh, including the F-words, <laughs> in the middle of the shop, oh, in the daylight. Yeah. Just shitting into a crisp packet. And then the, ne- the next girl in the queue continued the conversation with the lady behind the counter and said, my ex has got my fucking face tattooed on his chest and the ex before me, her name on his arm. He sounds like a fucking right character, doesn't he? Where am I? What's wrong with these people? (laughs) Well, they do sensible things like me and get, like, people I've never met's names tattooed (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, what I'm saying is you'll be fine selling weed around here. Right, okay. Anyway. What's Until next? some other bigger dealer comes, you know, he starts taking off much trade off here. But and then everyone <laughs> feels sorry for Mike after he's pistol whipped. You have a local, <laughs> drug, local drug dealer. Local well-meaning <laughs> drug dealer who's trying to get back on his feet. I'm like kind of a nice drug dealer. Hey, yeah. what's weed? I'm a friendly drug dealer. <laughs> a conscientious drug dealer. Oh, no, a I think, moral drug dealer. I think dealer. you've had enough. I'm the drug dealer that Telford needs. <laughs> Yeah, but they're still not going to give a drug dealer, don't <laughs> Just for the record, Mike's not a drug dealer. <laughs> if only he was. <laughs> <laughs> We'd probably do two podcasts a week if Mike yeah. was a dealer. <laughs> Would you boys want to go home? No. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, should we move on? Yeah, go on. Oh, from TalkSport. Huge boob! Bristol Rovers launched investigation after adult channel Babe Station shown on stadium TVs during the Carabao Cup Clash as a football tournament in this country. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. No, but that, what's wrong with that? Oh, okay, there was children there. was there. children no, there. No, maybe it's, there you go. The family is... The, kid, the, the football match is no place for your family. Nah. So, yeah, they... Uh, Bristol Rovers at half time accidentally switched the TV to Babe Station. Someone in there did it. Yeah, I think that someone had a universal remote. Ah. That old chestnut. Fantastic. The club believes that someone was attending in the bar was using a universal remote device to affect the TV output. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> some drunk bloke in it. He's yeah. like, have a laugh, you want? <laughs> Watch this, lads. It <laughs> is. Yeah. It's a feel-good story. Yeah. Man, I've wasted some hours of my life. High on drugs, <laughs> not being able to sleep. <laughs> or masturbate because I was so high on drugs. <laughs> Watching the mind-numbing fucking hell that is Babe Station. Have you ever watched it with the sound up? No. No? I have a few times, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, mate. 
so where'd you live? Oh, is that like in England? Or, oh, yeah. And it, oh, it's fucking inane and Why infuriating. Would you, I've, never under, I've never understood. What are you doing then on drugs watching it? It's only going to piss you off. <laughs> Boobies. <laughs> I've never understood. Uh, good point. What, why you're ringing these women up to speak to you. They're not going to go on a date with you. That's how alone these men are, Ben. They're so alone. They just want someone to talk dirty to them while they jack off. Yeah, but they're not talking to you tomorrow. They're only sort of... What do you think they're saying? Oh, it's your mother, you know. Have you ever practiced sex line? No. <laughs> well, uh, my experience of sex lines is it's quite frustrating because their job is to keep you on the phone as long as possible yeah. uh, to get paid more. Your job is to try and wank yourself up as quickly as humanly possible. And she's literally like, so where are you? What do you do? Um, where do you live? Okay, and, nice. and, you, and you're like, fucking hell, love, let me just say something filthy. Like, oh, but I want to get to know you a bit further. I know how these things work, alright? Let's, we both know my cock's in my hand, can we just get this done? This is shameful for both of us. Yes, this is, everything about this is disgusting and filthy, but let's just do it. <laughs> Quickly! Here's <laughs> one per 50 a minute. <laughs> yes, that's the other thing. So what you're wearing? What's it matter what I'm wearing? I'm a man! What are you wearing? <laughs> yes, not that I've ridden that many times. <laughs> I was single for a while. Uh, moving on, what happened with the football? That was it really? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That was it, I just thought it was a bit weird. A bit weird news. Oh, yeah. Boobs. Why not? Who doesn't love boobs? Case. Oh yeah. Juniors. No, they pretty still like them. Do they? Yeah, they used to, they used to be like, well, they're nice, but you know, these can't do anything about it, can they? Gays, paedophilic priests. A lot of them recently. Yeah, but they don't like boobs. They'd be in less trouble if they did. <laughs> Just let them marry, oh, man. Dear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should we call a quick break yeah, and uh, we can. and then we'll come to the come to some ball. So that was the weird news this week. Yep. yep. A bit, a bit more later. A bit more later on. Okay, and we are back. So we're going to talk about UFO sightings in wartime because you seem to get a lot of them. We we do. Do you have a an opinion on why that might be, or do you want to save that for? The I wrap think it's, up? I think it's tourism. Tourism. I think it's space tourism. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. In the same way that those those rebellious alien teens pop down here, mutilate a cow and fuck off again, this is just yeah. space tourism. Is it or is it likely that that while there's a lot of mad shit going on in war, things blowing up all over the place and it's all a bit hectic that it's possible for the eye to play tricks? Well, I mean, was, you know, Vietnam was quite busy and there was a lot of guys on acid in Vietnam. Uh, I mean, but I have got a really a couple of really early ones. Okay. Uh, Alexander the Great had two UFO encounters. Oh. Uh, what, both in as we proved last week, my history isn't the strongest. What, what period was Alexander the Great from? Uh, Bronze Age. Um, ah. That's the Bronze Age not where you placed it, but in 332 BC, or BH for you. Right. Yes. Oh, no way, I don't know when Hulk Hogan was born. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's before Hulk. He's not that fucking. <laughs> I, I just said it to help you out and then realised yeah. I don't know when Hogan was born, so I can't. It's yeah. 232 before Christ. It's a long fucking time ago. It's a long ago. time ago. It's that film with Brad Pitt. Pre Roman. Is it pre Roman? Yeah. 300 BC was before the Romans. 232 BC, yeah. 
It's Alexander the Great. See so how much I know about my history then. Man, you were laughing at me last week. This is like after the Greek empires had sort of rose and fallen, risen and fallen, and uh, the Greek city states, Alexander the Great rocked up. When was um, Rome founded then? Um, sort of maybe another couple of hundred years after this. Oh, I'm in the ballpark then. I mean, I'm not far off. I don't know for sure, in all fairness. You know what I mean? It's not as impressive as my history. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, Alexander the Great. 330 BC. Um, he's attempting to cross a river when two strange objects appeared in the sky. They were described as shining silver shields with fire spitting from their rims. As I was describing them as shields would be... Uh, did he see an eclipse? I don't know, did he? Well... <laughs> Sounds like a bit like a, an eclipse. Well, we, haven't these, got, we haven't got twin suns. Well, these things swooped down while That's he was. Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. That's Tatooine, you're thinking of, yeah, yeah. Shit. There's two sons and no women! <laughs> oh, man. Um, the craft swooped down over his army, causing men and animals to scatter and panic while they're trying to cross the river. But then, well, this is almost sort of an act of contrition on behalf of these shining shields in the sky. While he was uh, the siege of Tyre, he was being kept at bay for months, and a group of five flying shields let out a lightning bolt that crumpled a large section of the wall, enabling his forces to get inside. Oh, so they're aiding him. Aiding him that time. They... Aiding and abetting... Clouds. A mass murderer? It was clouds. Clouds. Clouds cause walls to fall down. Clouds cause lightning? Mm-hmm. Don't look at me like it was a stupid fucking suggestion. You're trying to tell me it was a fucking UFO and I'm trying to think logically what creates fucking lightning? The sky, clouds. It was a fucking cloud. All right, okay. It was five of them. Five clouds rocked up. Yes. Bit of lightning on the wall. We don't know how Alexander the Great understood the weather systems, if at all. They probably thought clouds were magical godmen. Probably, yeah. Yeah. He'd have been into Zeus and all that, so maybe. There you go. Zeus. Lightning ball in the ass, motherfucker Zeus! Oh, you gotta love Zeus. <laughs> and Samuel L. Jackson. He just uh, just shagged everything that moves Zeus. Huh. Loved loved himself on Earth, chick did Zeus. What was he the god of? He was like the king god. God of all gods, yeah. Head god. Bad motherfucker. <laughs> BMF. Yeah. Um, and I found really something that really kind of interesting from 1561. It wasn't during wartime, but there was war. There was a battle going on. Mm-hmm. In on April 4th, Nuremberg, Germany. 1561, as I said, citizens awoke to nothing less than a titanic air battle going on over the city. Black and blue spheres, red crosses and flying discs fought each other while hundreds watched. Wow. Uh, it's repeated, it was reported in the Nuremberg Gazette at the time when there was a, wood, a famous woodcut done of the scene by an artist called Hans Glasser. I think I've seen that in my research. Was there any debris? No, well that's the, the thing, you see, nothing ever happens about that. Nothing's ever said about that. Mm. You would think, mm. planes shooting each other, some of them are going to come down. It was a field of shooting stars. Could have been. In the daytime. Yes, firing lasers. So Fata Morgana. Excuse me, are you having a stroke? Fata Morgana. It's where it's like, it's basically like um, a mirage. Ah. Ah. So sometimes you can see ships in the sky. Right. It's like, a, it's like... It's called Fata Morgana, it's Trick of the Light. Oh, you mean like that giant cities people yeah. were seeing not so long back? Remember that? A city, is there another... I think we might have covered that in one of our very early episodes on Weird, weird News. Could, could everyone Maybe. have been a bit of mass hallucination? Hallucination. Yeah. <laughs> Hallucinating. Yeah, I've maybe. Seen it, I've seen it, I've seen it. Fuck, I don't know. 
fucking looks like a city. It is mm-hmm. it is freaky. But the weird Scientists say it's this Fata Morgana. Well, that's only one you think, Mike. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it could be. Plus, we don't know how fucking accurate these historical accounts are. Oh, no, no. I mean, that's from 1561. The Renaissance is knocking about. It's mm. People are a bit more learned. So some of them, anyway. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, no. it could be... It, it could have been aliens. Could have been, but why? Why over? Why over a massive city in Germany would they decide? Oh, that's a good place to duke it out. Because they they fell through a um, a rip in the fabric of. Oh, it was a yeah. It was a warp jump that went wrong, and they ended up over Nuremberg. Yes. Now we're getting. Now we're getting some. Holly's hop drive. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. They didn't move anywhere. They just (laughs) moved sort of laterally through. Through dimension. Yes. And there's always been stuff seen in the sky, weird stuff, and you could probably get an entire episode out of that, especially in like Renaissance paintings or some strange depictions of flying craft appearing next to Mary and things like that. Mm. But I've, I move as I've seen the the singer Morrissey in the sky. Have you? Well, a cloud that resembled him. That's <laughs> Paradolia then. No, it really looked like. <laughs> Did it. you take a picture of it? No, <laughs> uh, I was driving, um, and it really looked like him. Right, okay. That's what I'm saying. Great. <laughs> Clouds. <laughs> That's the answer to everything. Today. Clouds. Clouds. Yeah. <laughs> Why is it called Arkham's... Arkham's Razor. The, the, the most simplest, simplest explanation yeah. is usually the correct one. Did aliens help Alexander the Great by firing lightning at a wall and letting his army in? I like to think it, so. Or was it a fucking cloud? <laughs> or was it just some lightning? <laughs> <laughs> no, Thank you, Zeus! <laughs> was it an exaggeration? By himself. Propaganda. They said, how did you get over that wall? Ah, well, oh, let me tell you a story. I had help from these divine sort of crafts yeah. that. From other dimensions. So yeah, and everyone's like, you know, everyone's uh, like, wow, he's cool. Yeah, he's alright, he is. <laughs> aliens, did he? I yeah. have. Alien yeah, soldier mates. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> so I've moved us forward a bit yeah. to World War One. Okay. Because this is when we start to get what. Uh, there were strange craft reported over England as well as both sides of the Western Front, and they were called scare ships. Oh. They were play on airships. Okay, that's oh. kind of cool. Mm. But these, then they were sort of the Germans were using sort of you know the big zeppelins yeah. to bomb England or mm. try and bomb England. They couldn't really move very fast, and they were mm. quite an easy target. They, they did a few in 1915. They bombed a, a city. Uh, I can't remember which city it was. They bombed one of the seaports, south cities. Mm. And but they couldn't fly them in the winter these zeppelins because the winds were too high and it was too fucking cold for the crew. Yeah. So when you're seeing this stuff in the winter, that's when you know, what the fuck's that? Mm. Did you have you heard of the most recent Led Zeppelin? Uh, Zeppelin uh, I made an album, Empire of the Clouds. No. Fuck, you'd love that song. It's like nearly twenty minutes long. Wow. The only Iron Maiden song with a piano on it. Wow. But it's good. It's about the biggest. Airship ever it was so big you could fit the Titanic inside. The um, it's the biggest thing we've ever built, flying machine. Mm-hmm. And um, they rushed it on its maiden voyage, like because uh, they wanted to get there on time, and it crashed in France and fucking killed everyone. It was uh, oh. yeah, one of the reasons why. Oh, was that the R one hundred one, the one we built? Yes. Yeah, it was a uh, sort of pre post war, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. It was like uh, before or after the Hindenburg. Uh, Good question. Yeah, I don't know. No, it would have been before. 
It was one of the death knells of the uh, whole mm. airship thing. Because the Hindenburg was under yeah. Hitler, wasn't it? They had the big swastikas mm. painted that, on it. That's the only one I've heard of going down. That's a famous one, isn't it? Yeah, I only know about this through the song. Yeah. Um, I made it do that a lot, though. They Educa- sing about stuff that I have to look up. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, I'm rocking out to history lessons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, those things. So they actually did manage to get a few of them over here and use them for, yeah, yeah. for bomb dropping. Wouldn't they have been quite easy to shoot down? They would have been, but I suppose at the time, most mm. of the aircraft were a bit more than all the aircraft would have been in France. Yeah. You know, there might have been one or two knocking around England and half-trained mm. pilots still, but... Yeah. I mean, and they're, coming, they're trying to come at night. I mean, the one time they did go for a city and ended up bombing a uh, field of cows, ah. and the, the, the English Parliament, the British Parliament, are they deliberately, like, really bad and bombing cows to try and sort of make us starve? Yeah. <laughs> like, try to destroy our agricultural process? Or can't they just hit their target? They just really are sick fucks, <laughs> yeah. the Nazis, aren't they? Shoot the cows! They were Nazis at this point. Oh, is this World War One? Yeah. Oh, OK. But they still sounded like this. Shoot the cows! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you remember the Angel of Mons? And this look, it's not necessarily a UFO. Right. But it's weird shit in the sky, and I like the story. Yeah, I've heard okay. this one, yeah. All right, so August 22nd, 1914, Mons in Belgium. You've got 80,000 men of the British Expeditionary Force. That's the guys we sent over. They're all professionals. They're excellent soldiers. Mm. One of the best armies in the war at this point. And we sent them out first to die. Well, we didn't have... <laughs> well, they said to the Major General yeah. French, mm. basically, Kitchener... Haig took him aside... Sorry, Kitchener took him aside and said, don't lose the army, we haven't got another. Right. And what did they do? Well, he didn't lose it. It was a, it was actually probably goes down as a win for us in all fairness. Oh, right, okay. But uh, eighty thousand of them, uh, they fight off against one hundred and sixty thousand Germans. Uh, and to two days of heavy fighting, we halted the advance. And apparently, the Germans thought because our guys could fire really quickly and, and aim properly, they thought they were up against an entire like, machine gun battalion, so like a thousand machine guns at them. Mm. It wasn't. We were just really, really good at firing rifles. Mm. Um, yeah. Killed a lot of those Zulus, you see, trained. <laughs> Didn't they? That's it. Well, it would have been a bit. Uh, they'd be quite old if they were. they? Yeah, they'd be quite... 20 years before, wasn't No, it, it was like 1876, Zulu Wars, Rocks Drift. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's been, to the he's been getting on a bit. I mean, it's not, it's, not beyond, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that an officer might have been involved in that war. So, yes, it's uh, what, 66. Okay, my statement. Yeah. Just about snuck in there. <laughs> but because, anyway, because you had to keep a continuous line between us mm. and the French, the French fell back further down the line, means we had to fall back. This ended in a fighting retreat, which wasn't going well. Um, but we somehow managed... A fighting retreat, running backwards, firing. No, you're sort of moving units back, leapfrogging them, trying to keep up but the front, while so still... at the same time your guns and your baggage is going that way, and you're okay. basically trying to hold the line as you mm. gradually retreat. And... Um, a strange account tells that the, the British Army had an otherworldly, assist, otherworldly assistance to help them steal this march. Depending on the story you read, mm-hmm. it's either an army of ghostly English longbowmen who appeared and killed so many Germans that the Germans retreated. Now that's fucking metal. <laughs> isn't it? And Iron Maiden would do the soundtrack for that. Yeah. <laughs> Run to the hills. Yeah, that'd be intense. Um, oh, has anyone yeah. made a film of this? No, no. Um, Germans are probably... Ghostly longbow fucking yeah. men. And they're so, cool as fuck. They killed thousands of Germans. They were finding Germans with arrows in them, according to the account. Or uh, a, a shitload of angels rock up 
and help us out. That's less mad yeah. by a long um, Or Joan of Arc herself intervened uh, and on the Allies' behalf. Because this was a lose the war what moment. What was she going to do? She was like a girl. She, she was, was also fire. a very successful general in, mm. in wasn't she on fire? Hundred Years' War. But she was set on fire. Yeah. So she could just run up to like them. She was on fire all the time. Yeah, the ghost just, of her was <laughs> <laughs> just walks around on fire. Well, her ghost would be on fire, wouldn't it? Well, I don't know. I think she. I've seen Ghostbusters cartoon. <laughs> if you died in a fire, your ghost is going to be like a fire. That's just what a shit afterlife that what is. What if you die being raped by a <laughs> gorilla? By a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make the rules, mate. Yeah, that's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> and the gorilla dies from a heart attack at the same time. <laughs> oh, so the oh, oh no! <laughs> I hope that gorilla doesn't find me. Oh no! You just see a ghost on all fours with a gaping anus. A gaping, weeping anus. <laughs> Um, so which one do you prefer the most? Of the fucking longbone men. The, the longbone. And they are all in their chainmail and their. Oh fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Robin Hood, like a thousand Robin Hoods appear on the fucking. I'm down for that because I'm not into ghosts, but I'm down for that because I love a bit of Robin Hood. That's fucking metal, and they're firing their machine guns at them, and it's not working, and they're bows in the eye. Yeah. yeah. Um, sadly, it's all bollocks. So oh. it is. It's, it's, it was actually a story. It? It yeah, <laughs> funnily enough, it was. Um, but it's such a well-known account. It's kind of seeped into British folklore now, and this is why a lot of people think it's true. But it wasn't. It was a an article written by some country vicar. Right. Well, were, you can imagine him saying the angels helped yeah. us. Yeah. It, 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 it the there was an angel and long moment in the original tale, so it's known as the angel of Mons. Uh. Angels with longbows? I bet it's oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, that's okay. I bet it started as Is the that angels. cherubs sort of like. No, that's what they carry their apples around, you see, it's target practice. <laughs> yeah. The cherubs grow into the angels, they start off with the little. I don't want to be saved by fucking cherubs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not the worst I'd kind of. I'm myself in the head in shame. Oh, the fine naked babies. I don't mind being saved by a ghostly, you know, Robin Hood and little John. That's fucking ace. <laughs> fucking cherubs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Cupid, draw back your bow. <laughs> there you go. Don't, don't, there you go. It's all <laughs> don't save me. Not like this. At least use this machine gun. <laughs> yeah, use this vicar's heavy machine gun, Cupid. I'll feed the belt for you. <laughs> yeah. Now that I can accept. Going <laughs> to Cupid and bullet belt slung across him. <laughs> Be fucking awesome. <laughs> Cupid, Out of the way, draw, back. <laughs> draw back your RPG. <laughs> oh, I didn't have that at this point. You're alright. <laughs> uh, uh, spring 1917. Let's move on. Um, two German pilots, Captain Peter Weitzrich and Captain Manfred von Richthofen. Do you know who he was? The Red Baron? Oh, yes. yes, I do. Yeah. Again, back to what I made of Bruce owns a replica of his plane. He does, yes. That works and flies. And nearly crashes and yeah, kills him. Yeah, after an emergency <laughs> landing in it because he ran out of fuel or something, yeah. didn't he? That's right. It's so fucking metal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just cruising around in my German triplane and I yes. appear to have run out of fuel. <laughs> Taking her down gently. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Cheeky von Richthofen. Cheeky von Richthofen from the, the show um, Space Above and Beyond. Yes, I love that. So the rest of this Red Baron, though, you have to give me some history. 
He was quite good, wasn't he? He had 80 confirmed kills. That's why he's famous. Yeah. Right. Highest scoring ace of the war. And it was quite hard to do back then, wasn't it, in them old... It was. Things. He was very good. Good on him. Uh, no, they, they not good on him. He wasn't British, was he? No. Not with a name like Von Richthofen. <laughs> Manfred Von Richthofen. <laughs> I don't think you were born here, Mr. Von <laughs> 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 You want to be a pilot <laughs> in Her Majesty's <laughs> Air Corps? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Yeah, it can be a good flyer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I helped you with this war. That's why he was able to shoot 80 of them, because we thought he was on our side. Oh, he shot out another three of ours a day, Manfred. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, ich mein Dummkopf. <laughs> That's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, well, he took down a UFO in this account. Fuck me, he was good. <coughs> so it's about, about 81 confirmed kills. Mm. Tell us the story. Um, he was on patrol with a guy called Captain Peter Whitesrick. And they spotted a saucer shaped craft 100 feet in diameter and bright silver. So, Vic Ron Richtofen, being the manly man that he is. If you can introduce him into a Space Force character, could one? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good um, idea. He opened fire on it and it went down like a rock, he said, White Zrick uh, said. Um, then they watched as two occupants climbed out and escaped into the forest. What did the occupants mm. look like? They didn't say. So they weren't little green fuckers? They could have been them guys from the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter. Owls. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, far very strange, we saw... Two large owls <laughs> climb from the machine and try to make the sex with the hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mufon will never show us again. <laughs> um, they issued a full report and both the pilots were told not to speak of it again. Oh, so why do we know about it then? Censorship. Well, because this guy, the white strip, came out years later. He survived both wars and became an airline pilot and... Decided he'd tell the tale, apparently. So, Where's the wreckage? Well, this would have been taken away, wouldn't it? Mm. Could it have just been an experimental Maybe. Russian craft or British craft? It's unlikely. Why? Unless we had flying saucers. Oh, yeah. In the World War One, Never heard of them. So yeah. was the Nazis are credited with their invention. Well, we might have had it. We were just better at keeping the secrets. Well. We didn't get overtaken and lose the fucking war. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, At least I can break out into two world wars and one world cup. <laughs> yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can get kicked out of the England club for fans for that, then. Can you? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Fuck it, you can't do anything anymore. Can't do the can Dambusters you? song. Why not? Can't do the put your arms out and do the Dambusters march. Can't do that. It's racist. It's not racist. It's apparently is. They won't let you in the ground if you do that. Or they'll kick you out. It's only racist if you make it racist. You know what I mean? It's a bit of fun, isn't it? It's not you know the I, mean? I bet it's not the Germans complaining about it. That's our own yeah. board of whatever. The, the Germans FAC. don't care about us at all. No, they probably no, they're 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 main, they're main rivals the Dutch. They don't, they don't give a shit about exactly. us. Exactly. Isn't that like the biggest slap in the face? <laughs> yeah. They don't even yeah. care. Don't even We'd rather give the Dutch a good thrashing than uh, you. Yeah. It's like if you're your worst enemy turns... It's like in the Lego Batman movie. Have you seen it? No, I haven't, no. Well... The joke is like, you know, oh, you need me, you know, you hate me just as much as I hate you. Batman's like, I don't hate you. I don't care about you. <laughs> and this crushes the Joker. <laughs> he just can't. He's like, what? He's like, I'm just I'm not fussed about you, Joker. There's you, the Riddler, there's loads of you guys. I don't feel anything for you. <laughs> and, uh, and it kills the That's the same thing. Man's like, mm -hmm. Germany turns around to us doing our Dan Buster's yeah. aeroplane. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't care. Yeah. Sing your songs. 
<laughs> and we've, they've beaten us a lot more than we beat them in football, so oh, yeah. I don't think they care too yeah, much. I suppose you could argue World Wars are a little bit more They're probably worth a few more points football. on the board, aren't yeah. they? <laughs> and we didn't spend an entire decade later than we should have done with mullets. <laughs> we also don't come from a country where we think leather trousers are acceptable for yeah. the dress. We <laughs> shaved up. All our bullets were shaved off in 1989. Uh, <laughs> the Germans tried to carry that shit on until at least 1997. I blame David Hasselhoff for that. Yeah, and the Scorpions. Yeah. But they do have a whole month of a beer festival. There is that. They've got that down. Look, I've been gently comedically racist. I don't actually, I'm sure Germany's amazing. I'm sure I'd have a great time there. Food, beer, sausages, women. No, not women. I'm married now. Um, <laughs> Shots <beer>. movies. <laughs> I was thinking more like a few nice museums or something like. I went, <laughs> I'm going straight for the shots. <laughs> <laughs> straight to the porno house. There's the red light district. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, uh, why would I want to? Why would? Why would I sound like a camp German? Because you're trying to make yourself. <laughs> that's what you do when you're a Brit abroad. You put on the slow oh, yeah. accent, <laughs> and then all of a sudden way. they understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's magical, uh, right? Okay. Or you speak in your own accent, just louder. That's true. You just sort of shout at them until yeah. they, they understand what you want. Two. I yeah. said two. Yeah. Beer. Biro. El Biros. Yeah. And eventually they get the message. Definitely. That's the way. That's how I shop in Italy. Right there. I just point. <laughs> si. Grazie. Uno. Si. Grazie. <laughs> There's what shop can't you use that in? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, I'll move us forward a little bit because uh, basically a lot of the, what they saw in World War One was these scare ships. They didn't know what they were. I like the name scare ships. Yeah, it's ships. cool, isn't it? Um, so big famous one, the Battle of LA. Heard that one. Oh yeah, man! It set off the fucking. Mm. Yeah, tell me the story, man. Yeah. I know a bit of it. But... So the early hours of February twenty fifth, nineteen forty two, uh, Los Angeles. At least one very large, at least one very large UFO appeared over LA. It was literally bathed in the searchlights, and at least half of the city's two million residents saw it. So all the uh, all the anti-aircraft batteries in Los Angeles, because it was on the uh, the west coast, yes, yeah. west coast. They're thinking, well, Pearl Harbor got took out a few months ago. Yeah. What about uh, what if they attack us? So they're on high alert. Um, AF, so the anti-aircraft batteries blaze up in the sky, 1,400 shells fired, no effect at all, apart from falling shrapnel and debris, killing six people and causing millions of dollars in property damage. Fucking hell. So it's like the equivalent, you know, when you see people firing bullets up in the air. Yeah, it's going to come back down. come down somewhere and sometimes kill people. And so, yeah, you fire heavy artillery. Yeah. Mm. It's going to come down. And if it's like, they do they either have a, a height fuse, Mm-hmm. So it goes off when it reaches a certain altitude, or an imp- or a proximity fuse. Mm-hmm. So it'll go up and then explode anyway. Right. But if it is that they are exploding, but nothing's happening. There's just so nothing. what set them? They were physically. Are they automatic? No, there's people firing these things. Right. But they so they could sight. So they're they must sighting have been it. Visually and, spotted. Yeah. And, fucking hell. That could have been a zeppelin. Yeah. Not really firing that many shells into the air. Maybe. It was. Too high. I don't know. Well, they've got um, it in the searchlights. 
There's a famous photo of a, the, the searchlights on this object. There could be really anything from the photo, you've no idea. I mean, it's something. What do you think it was? Well, I think it was a fucking UFO, it was an alien craft, of course, guys. <laughs> it was a flying saucer. Arkham's razor. Come on, it was possibly a transformer from another dimension. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, that's fucking weird, though. Yeah. Isn't it? I, I, guess, I guess their reboot is probably a cloud formation or something. Well, weather phenomenon. Weather phenomenon, that's it. That's the just shooting it. Swamp gas. <laughs> <laughs> Swamp gas refracting off Venus. That's it, that's the usual. Off the light of Venus, yeah. Um, some witnesses claim to have seen aircraft fighting amongst the shellbirds and searchlights, but this is unlikely. You wouldn't send aircraft up into somewhere where, where you're, you're firing. Where you're firing. Even that's I know that, and yeah. I'm a military historian. Um, a physicist called Bruce McAbee examined the photographs, the famous searchlight photograph in particular, and he reckoned that the UFO was probably up to 300 feet across. Or the cloud. Well, the cloud. 300 feet? Yeah, apparently so. Big, that's pretty it? big. I think in basketball, this is how I measure things because I used to play basketball, the hoop is 10 feet. So, 300. No, how's my maths? 30. No, somebody do the maths for me. It's about three football pitches. Yeah. Wow. It's huge. But, but. Soccer pitches. They didn't, like, you know, so those shells didn't have to hit anything to go off. So it could have been a gas cloud or. Yeah, but I mean, it's the photo. I mean, you'll have, have I a look at it. Google the photo um, while you talk, because I haven't seen it. I mean, it's it's it looks pretty solid, doesn't it? I mean, you've seen mm. it, Mike. What do you what do you think? It's been it's been a while since I've seen it, so I'm going to refresh your memory. And I quite enjoyed the Battle of Los Angeles film they did with that. Uh, it was quite good where Earth gets invaded. I quite enjoyed mm. that. Really cheesy at times. Very cheesy. It was okay. It was worth a watch, but I, I wouldn't go back to watch it. I'm not that. I think it was that good. Okay, I'm looking at the picture now. I have to admit, it's hard to tell what the fuck they're all pointing at. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Pretty big. They're, they're on something. But they fired a fuckless ton of. Well, you can see the shells exploding around it mm. in the photo. Yeah, for the listener, it's a photograph. And the searchlights all directed at one sort of object in the sky. Yes, yeah. one disc-shaped object. What type yeah. of object could survive shells being fired at it? Alien craft. Apart from alien <laughs> craft, what type of man-made object? Explosive shells are designed to bring down aircraft. Yeah, it's and what year was this? Lot. 1942. 942. Um, There's nothing flying that can take a, a direct tip from one of them guns now. It's a very large Chinese lantern. Ah, I never thought of that. <laughs> it's a very large Chinese lantern and not one of the shells actually made contact. They all oh, missed. Was it like a late, meant to be like a, a present from the Japanese? Like we sent you over this lantern. Oh, weather, we're at war now. A weather balloon, Ben. Yeah. That's why they bombed Pearl Harbor, because the Japanese had sent that nice Chinese lantern. Do you know the Japanese over? did actually try... Bloom bombing, yeah. bombs with balloons. Yeah. I know that story. So that's we came what, across that in the Roswell episode. I'm thinking, yes, it's it's, it's Japanese a big, it's a spy big, balloon. It's a big balloon. Yeah. That can, well, take, that can take anti-aircraft shells. No, it didn't take any shells. I know it's mathematically hard. But how many shells did they fire? 1,400. Not one single one hit. Right. Not one single one. That is possible. 
It is. It's very unlikely. Statistically unlikely. You're literally pumping the air full of shrapnel. Mm -hmm. Not one hit it. Because... You're thinking the object is 300 feet. The hot air... It's massive. Hear me out, science officer Mike. Okay. The hot air from the explosions... Right. ...would only push the Chinese lantern. <laughs> and so in a way it would sort of have a built-in matrix... Style oh, so it's movement effect. As one goes off, it's like whoosh, pushing it. Look, I'm doing the hard science here, guys, and you're not helping me. It's a Chinese lantern that, that evaded explosions. It could have been like a, a magnetic storm in the cloud. Okay, yeah, it could have been Perhaps. that as well. Yeah, it could have been. Weather phenomenon. Aren't weather phenomenons responsible for a lot of UFO? Uh, mostly it's the moon. Believe it or not. Well, that ain't the moon in that picture. No, I know. <laughs> but most UFO sightings apparently mm. attributed to the moon. This normally happens about 11 o'clock at night. Mm. People are walking back from the pub. Had a few jars. Had a few jars. Mike, I have been fucked up <laughs> in my life. And I mean <laughs> fucked up. I've never once looked at the moon and thought, it's a fucking Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Take me with you. <laughs> The moon, okay. Yeah, or the planet Venus. Okay. Those two are the most common, apparently. Well, I know the Chinese lanterns are up there now. Yeah, they're with there, I imagine. Um, this could be Archangel J Gabriel, what's his name? <laughs> is, he, is he a famous angel? Yeah, he's one of them. Could be one of the angels. Right, just pop it down to have a look. Beaming light off L of Looking it. like a disc. No, it's, it's a man shape. That's not, to be fair, a very clear picture at all. So it could be a man who's emanating light from every single pore of his body. Right. Think human torch. So to to, but to sum up, right? In a yeah. way, you're saying no. It, I'd rather believe it was a mythical being mm -hmm. that's exuding light from every pore mm -hmm. and every orifice mm -hmm. than it's an alien spaceship. Could be alien. <laughs> but you know, it could also be a human torch type person. You know, I'm spitballing here. Mm. Have we got anything else on that? Or um, All that was is no one really knows what it is. And um, the US military uh, said it was a false alarm caused by a case of the jitters. Case of the jitters. Case of the jitters. Itty it. triggy for trigger that, figures. Yeah, that is very American, yeah. isn't it? Somebody's like, there's something in the skies over Los Angeles. And one guy starts firing. And <laughs> before you know it, 1,400 shells have been blasted. <laughs> and absolutely nothing. And that that's what they could be focusing on, is the explosion of the shells in the sky. Yeah, maybe that's what they're aiming at. Yeah. Well, that's where everyone else is shooting. So <laughs> like they're all just shooting at each other in a weird way. Yeah, but it's the searchlight's job to guide the guns, isn't it? Yeah, if it's focusing on the explosion of the shells in the air. Yeah, if it's focusing on enough, they're pumping enough shells into one area, maybe. But some of feet quite a bit. I have solved it. I have solved it. You see, all you've got to do is just think laterally. Okay. Or unilaterally. One think. Of them. Think I'm using <laughs> word, right. A large sheet of al al aluminium foil. <laughs> It's floating in the air. <laughs> right. A 300 feet roll. Just escaped, yeah. does it? Yeah. From some sort of factory. Right, they've just been careless enough at a time when that's one of the most valuable resources for the war effort. They've just managed to let a 300 foot long sheet of it float away into the wind over yeah. a major city. I don't know about you guys. Fucking mean to. <laughs> you, fuck you, you haven't let me finish and your explanation is fucking aliens and I'm trying to talk sense. A large sheet of aluminium foil which would reflect 
back the fucking searchlights, which is why it's all lit up, and they're firing at it, just putting it, putting holes in it, but they won't bring it down. Because it's too fucking big. Every time I open a sheet of aluminium foil, I'm going to hold on to the fuck it's floating away. I'm going to escape out the window, you know what I mean? It's not, the air isn't as hot here, Mike, as it is in Los Angeles. Ah, an under, like a hot undercurrent. Yes! Stranger <laughs> fucking things have happened. <laughs> no, it's aliens. It could be just fucking they're firing at a massive sheet of bacon foil. I'm still going with aliens. <laughs> fucking hell, I try, and, I try and think of something sensible and I get shot down. Okay, I'm with Unlike you. that UFO. <laughs> it, was, it was fucking Alf, yeah. It was Alf, the alien. Oh, I wish it was. Bless him. Anyway. <laughs> Are they remaking that? Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. Now the other big one in World War Two is the Foo Fighters, not the band. They were named after this. Okay, I knew that. Dave Grohl is a big UFO nut, apparently. Uh-huh. First um, detailed report of a Foo Fighter encounter came from a uh, flight lieutenant Roman Sabinski, a member of the uh, Polish division attached to Royal Air Force. It's either March twenty fifth or March twenty fifth, nineteen forty two. No exact report exists, apparently. He was flying a bomber on the way home, and he and his crew were heading west, uh, returning home from a bombing mission over Germany. The rear gunner then called him on the interphone, saying that some kind of flying object was approaching their plane from behind. It was disc-shaped and luminous, and appeared to be several miles away. Yet at that distance, it looked larger than the full moon. Sabinski assumed the object was some type of enemy aircraft, so he directed the rear gunner to open fire as soon as it came within range. When he got within 200 yards of Zabinski's aircraft, the gunner did that. Firing both tracer and standard machine gun rounds, he hit the target, but in shades of the flying object that had appeared over Los Angeles early that year, his barrage had no effect. His round simply disappeared once they struck the disc. This went on for two more minutes. The gunner firing, no results. The object then zoomed ahead, taking up position 200 yards off the left wing. Now both the front and rear machine gunners were firing at it, and the object seemed impervious to bullets. He then began to uh, a series of evasive manoeuvres, trying to shake whatever this thing was, but the object kept pacing him, always staying in the same position relative to his aircraft. Uh, finally, he just gave up on the idea of trying to elude it, and his gunner made one last attempt to destroy the bazooka, but this failed. A few moments later, the object moved to a point in front of the Wellington bomber, remained there briefly, then shot straight up at a tremendous speed and disappeared. Mm. And that's pretty much your standard Foo Fighter encounter. It was happening to both sides. The Germans were seeing them, we were seeing them. It makes you think, doesn't it? It really does make you think. I mean, I know they're under a lot of stress and pressure. Mm. That, you know, even a war, I mean, that you're on edge and mm. you might be taking medication, maybe. You might, be, you might have you might booze. Speeding your fucking face. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Amphetamines, possibly, yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking about. Maybe hallucinogens. No, you wouldn't, <laughs> give, you, you wouldn't give a pilot hallucinogens, Mike. I just thought about that as soon as I said that. Well, he might take him his recreational time and he won't have flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people saw him. You wouldn't go. It wasn't just this one guy. <laughs> don't, forget, you, don't forget your hallucinogen. <laughs> I don't think hallucinating on any aircraft would be fucking fun. <laughs> for anybody. Especially if you're the one flying it. Uh, fuck me. <laughs> He'll just dip it straight down into the ocean. Oh, man. <laughs> it does make you think. I mean, were, were they the ghosts of other ships that have been killed? Planes. Planes. 
airships. Ghost planes. Ghost planes. We've had that before. You, 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 you derided the ghost plane yeah. the last time it's it was the news. Bollocks, but when yeah. I try and give you a real world response, <laughs> like something sensible, science-based, Baco foil, you know, you take the piss, so I'm going, <laughs> you want it to be fucking aliens, let's talk about, let's fucking talk about the science of fucking aliens. Yeah. So what are these fucking food fighters then? Ghost planes? No, no, they're just aliens. <laughs> what the fuck? They're shit aliens. What are they doing? They're reserving, aren't they? And soaking up gunfire and not firing back, pussy. Well, so there's the zoo theory. What's that? That we are like a zoo to yeah. alien beings. They come and visit and... Hey, look at the monkeys. Because let's face it, if we found life on another planet, that's what we'd do, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, we well, would actually burn it and conquer yeah. it and slave them. Eventually we would, yeah. <laughs> when we decided they were infinitely weaker than ourselves, we were a few hundred years back down the technological ladder, yeah, definitely. And then somebody, some, some human, probably who shares a lot of characteristics with me, would try to fuck the aliens, mm-hmm. and then a whole new race would begin. Yeah, so what, honestly, what do you think food fighters are? Aliens? Observing? It's hard to say, I mean, it is weird, isn't it? It is weird. It is weird. You, you, you're you know, a reasonably well-trained pilot. You know what's in the sky, you've you done this before. You are highly stressed and tired. Though. You are highly stressed yeah. and tired, but the entire why, crew seen them as well. Yeah. Are you all, is it a group hallucination? Because you're all seeing it. I mean, you've got the gunner, the rear gunner and the front gunner blazing away at it. Uh, weather phenomenon? It's a possibility. Weird weather phenomenon, but then you've got the shooting straight up at, at incredible speed. It's, it's evading you, but then again, if you're throwing it around and it's... You're tired, I don't know, it's... You're throwing the plane around, you're trying to lose it. Well, it's, there's a lot of accounts on both sides. Yeah, and the, you know, both sides thought there was another a top-secret weapon the other side had got. Just think, guys, throughout the whole of history, all these reports of UFOs, it only takes one of... How many is there? Millions of sightings, yeah. I imagine? It only takes one, and aliens are real. So the odds, for, mm-hmm. what I would say, is the odds are quite high. It's aliens. Aren't the odds higher that it's a bit of foil? No, I'm going to leave the foil thing alone. <laughs> I do think the Battle of Los Angeles is foil. Maybe these Foo Fighters aren't foil. But maybe it was a nation that wasn't involved directly in the combat who had sort of spy vehicles. It's the Swiss? Yeah. Oh, those crafty Swiss. <laughs> they're the observers, not aliens, and they're so fucking rich and so advanced and more fucking, you know, there's better humans than the rest of us, aren't they? They might have had this kind of technology, that's as likely as aliens, is it not? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think that I think it's a tourism thing. <laughs> it's got to be like, come watch the monkeys fight. They've got better on it recently, they can kill more of them in the afternoon now. Uh, but that's a shit. I suppose people do like going to dangerous places on holiday sometimes, yeah. don't they? But I wouldn't want it. If I was an alien, they're like, you know, we can go to Earth. I don't want... Oh, don't take me to the war bit. Mm-hmm. Take me to the pretty bit. Yeah, but if you're in a ship that you know their weapons can't damage you, then you're fine. Yeah. You're in a force field that protects you. I mean, just laugh, look at these yeah. unevolved fucking hairless apes. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a bit... It, it, it's not obviously a scientific thing, because if they keep getting spotted, that's that's not really... No, I mean, look at the, the, the Enterprise. They can't be spotted in undeve- interfering with developed worlds. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I'm thinking... Maybe along Ben's lines, like an intergalactic sort of, you buy a ticket and go and see Earth. Oh, these pilots have been awake <laughs> yeah, for a fucking that. long time they've, under highly stressed. They've, 
probably been that's awake Occam's for razor. That's mm. probably the Ockham Razor. 12, 14 hours they've probably been awake for. Uh, and it might be fairly easy to convince your gunner or vice versa. Uh, I can see, can you see that fucking shape over there? Look at it go. Like, what? Oh, yeah, right there. Okay, maybe it's easy. There's if a you're both in the same. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've no way of ever knowing. No, that's it. the thing. We'll, we'll never know about this. Mm. Strange that there is so much. And I did hear, I think, was it Mr. Ike who said to believe that there are so many, like you've just touched on, like millions of reports of UFOs. To think that they're all true is fucking preposterous. But to think that they're all bullshit, every last single one, is equally as preposterous. It is, isn't it, yeah. really? Think about it. Because of Logically. how many millions there are, yeah. So, fuck. I don't know. I, mean, I suppose I'd I mean, like the aliens. If they're being friendly and they're not... Yeah. Like the Pentagon come out? Mm, well, is that, is that disinformation an and lies? Could be. Yeah. We, we did an emergency episode on the Pentagon leak. Go back and check it. It's one of our... If I do say so myself, one of our best episodes. And one of our most downloaded. Yes, I mean, I, I suppose if they, it's still freaky, but if they're just being... If they're observers... I don't like the idea of them looking at us and laughing at us in our most violent state. And you know, we were like, literally blowing each other out of the skies, and they're on the sidelines going, <laughs> Look at him! <laughs> they literally fire bits of metal, actual matter at each other. They haven't worked out light weapons and yeah. sound weapons oh. like what we use. Look at these fucking monkeys. They haven't even got a force field. Look at that one. Yeah. Oh. oh shit, did that one see? Go, 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 inspiring us, fucking up. Uh, you said this was safe. Shit, down, shut the fuck up. Shut up, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Will all passengers remain seated? Yeah, and they're all panicking like fuck on board. Is Put it? your space cigarettes yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Your, your seat belts on. We are leaving Earth's atmosphere immediately. <laughs> Please put up all folding tables. <laughs> Turn off all mobile devices. <laughs> Warping in three, two, one. <laughs> and then everyone wants their money back because they got spotted. Yeah. Yeah, you know. But I mean, if it's got paid. a force field, then it, they'll just sit there and just watch it. So why did they leg it then? Well, because they ascended rapidly. Well, maybe nothing... you know you don't want to be seen. There's there's been seen and there's been seen too yeah. much, I suppose. It's like we'll be able to get the fuck out of here now. Come on, we've toyed with them enough. Yeah, mm. there, there might be like a, a company sort of procedure for spotted. Yeah, yeah. company procedure. Check that we've but, been yeah. spotted. Check the rule book. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the scenario we just described. Mm. They, they, everybody get back in your seat. We're fucking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the panicky one. If you got a force field, I'm saying. Yeah, you'd still be pretty. You'd be like, oh, you're an alien card. Sorry, sorry, but um, ladies and gentlemen, and aliens, whatever <laughs> you call them. Alien, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid that we've been spotted. You yeah. know, we're going to have to cut it short. This is your captain, Sectarnik, speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I left Carl in charge for a bit. And, uh, <laughs> and look what fucking happened. <laughs> fucking fired Carl. <laughs> Needless to say, this will be the Carl's last <laughs> trip as a uh, co pilot. <laughs> We're going to lose our operating license. <laughs> oh, he went to the space pisser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be aliens. Maybe they don't come back anymore because we're better at war now and because they're pissed off that well, they all stole their name. For centuries, they, they ruled the skies, didn't they? Yeah. We weren't up there. We weren't up there. But remember, the, years. since the nuclear age, UFO sightings have gone through the roof. Is that, is that now when, like, so we're, we're pretty harmless up to nuclear weapons, aren't we? As, mm. a, as, a, as a species, we're pretty harmless at that point. But when yeah. we start getting the power to destroy ourselves, maybe that's and the planet. They, and the planet, and maybe anyone else we encounter, mm. um, they may decide, well, we need to check these people out now. They've hit a certain level. 
Because one day we're going to be firing nukes through wormholes. It could be. Yeah, it's a possibility. And we won't even care where it comes out on the other end, because it'll just be like, just fire it. <laughs> Whoever's on the other side, we cannot take the risk. <laughs> it's true. It might be Mexicans. Yes. <laughs> Space Mexicans. This is the equivalent of the wall. It started with the wall. Now we fire nukes through wormholes. <laughs> you know what? The way things are going, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Trump became like dictator for like another 20 years. <laughs> Emperor. Emperor. Emperor Trump. Emperor Trump. You'd love that. <laughs> uh, Check out Space Force Intergalactic Fascists on Amazon.com. It deals with these subjects. Um, so during the Cold War, as I touched on a second ago, we developed nuclear weapons and all of a sudden the aliens are a lot more interested. Yep, Vrilly Boy. Vrilly boy, boy wasn't happy with his nu with those nuclear weapons, was he? No, he warned an entire small canteen. Some rural Kent. Britain, Kent. <laughs> he, warned, he warned the Kent, the people he of Kent. broadcast to the people of Kent. <laughs> All couple of million of them. And instead of hijacking the a, a bigger station, he hijacked a small local news, co yeah. news company. Do you think Britney Boy went back on his ship feeling smoke because he thought he broadcast to the <laughs> he entire thought, planet? He got his intel badly wrong because yeah. the Kent Broadcasting Network isn't actually a global powerhouse. They have marketing pamphlets making yeah. out to no, the, the Council of, what is it, Ashtar? Yeah. Yeah, probably cost them a gillion like dollars yeah, or whatever, uh, space dollars to sort of send in there. And they're all like, they're still blowing each other up, really? What did you do? I spoke to them, all of them, I told them. Oh, fucking hell, really. <laughs> uh, so, you know the Americans had the massive um, ICBM silo, as you like 200 missiles spread over so many acres, they're all in hardened bunkers. Oh, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> they have thousands of them. Oh, God, the tourists go and look at it. I think you can now. <laughs> Joking. I think you can go look at some of the decommissioned ones. Look at all those death machines! There's the, fields of them! The, missi the missiles aren't there anymore. They've taken them in. It's just, the, them. just the silos. Oh, okay. Mm. You don't need big silos like that if you've got nuclear arms submarines. <coughs> Fair enough. You can, you can take that out, can't you? Yeah. So it's. Uh, so what did we do with them? Well, they just sat there waiting for the go. <laughs> Basically. But UFOs were spotted over missile sites uh, with increasing regularity. He even started dicking around with all the electronics, such as shutting them off, shutting them on, at one point wow. powering them up. Oh, fucking hell. And Is then deactivating them. Is this an official story released by the army? These are people who used to work in the uh, work on these missile sites. Did they ring a late night radio show and tell their story? Um, Captain well, well, Robert Salas. before because I had a news article, didn't we, about yeah. people... At missile silos taking hallucinogens. Oh, fuck yeah. Acid. Maybe your Captain Robert Salas isn't the paragon yeah. of integrity I made him out to be. Maybe he's tripping his balls. Yeah, that's why the power's going on enough, because he's just sitting staring at the button going, on. Off. Do you think we can put our keys in the thing and turn it and anything will happen? <laughs> hey, Carl. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> hey, there's something outside going. So there's, there's a flying disc inside. Yeah, probably is. Yeah. yeah, and then when the fucking sergeant gets hold of him, it's like, what the fuck was going on? Like, there was a UFO. Yeah. And it took control of the power. And just, I don't know, sir. Well, where were you? Um, <laughs> I was on the ceiling. <laughs> well, no, it's true. I mean, there was a lot of that going on. Apparently, allegedly. But people but you'd think that they aren't 
stupid people in these positions, wouldn't you? You'd think they're fairly well, educated just, people. Hey, you don't have to be a stupid person to enjoy drugs. No, I mean, like, if your job is to fire the <laughs> nuclear missiles one day, maybe. Well, take it to You wouldn't want, you wouldn't want fucking Billy Joe off the farm in that job, no. would you? But imagine your average day on that job is probably boring oh. as fuck. Oh, yeah. I mean, when was the last nuclear war? Well, there wasn't. <laughs> exactly, do you know what I mean? Well, it depends. Could have been a few thousand years ago. Or never just, but imagine <laughs> the one day, the one day. <clears throat> he's got away with it for months, so I could get high as Fuck at my job, nobody ever checks on me. The one day that they're like, yeah. it's a go, we've got to fire that new car. You just look at all the these buttons and they're all moving and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I take acid today? I forgot what to do. Oh. Why are you pressing the button, Carl? Because it keeps moving, sir. It's got legs. Uh. <laughs> it told me I have to really look at myself and make some changes in my life. So I'm talking to it. Carl and press it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Yeah, don't get high if you're in charge of uh, no. missiles. No. That's my tip of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they were dicking around with that kind of stuff. Oh, everyone was on acid. <laughs> if the alien thing is true, that's pretty terrifying, isn't it? Yeah. Turning up to a missile site and going, hey, humans. <laughs> <laughs> we're part How far do you want to go? You're feeling lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we play missile roulette? <laughs> there's, another, there's another ship over in the Russian silos and they're like uh, sending each other text messages winding each other up or we'll go far first. Uh, no, you won't. It's, it's like an intergalactic, more sinister version of that guy with Babe Station. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> you control your missiles. Now you don't. <laughs> you control your missiles. Now you don't. Oh, some guy's got a universal remote. <laughs> I told them to harden this thing in these universal remotes. galactic remote. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I bet a lot of modern UFOs are drones, though, aren't they, now? I bet in the last five years... You mean sightings-wise? Mm. Yeah, 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 I go with that. And I, I still maintain that all them sightings around Nevada in the 80s with a stealth fighter of the bomber being mm. tested, I'll, I'll go for that entirely. Uh, yeah, I'm down for that. Because uh, one of the podcasts I listened to, he filmed the UFO... But like everyone who watched the clip basically said, oh, it's a drone, man. Because <laughs> people, I bet you, because drones are getting better and better and better and better. And uh, I bet you people try and do silly things like fly over top secret oh, military yeah. sites and things all the time. I did see a video of a guy arguing with the police because he was flying a drone over the police station in broad daylight. And two officers pulled up and tried to uh, essentially fucking arrest him, right, more or less. Yeah. But the captain, weirdly, came out, came to the fence, told the two officers to go away and said he wasn't actually breaking any laws. Yeah. So he kind of would in the end. He did. Yeah, and the other two, the two, like, I don't know where they were because they were the kind of policemen who wear cowboy hats. Texas Rangers? Was Walker one of them? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. They're police. But yeah, the Texas Rangers. Big, yeah, but they had to sheepishly walk away because they've been told by the captain, because he was filming the whole thing, obviously. But yeah, my point is, people do silly things with drones now. And I bet they explain a lot of UFOs. Mm. But that doesn't have any relation to the Foo Fighters in the 40s. No. Or the... Battle of Los Angeles. Well, we've solved that one. <laughs> okay. Alexander the Great, that one was lightning. 
just plain old lightning. <laughs> yeah. Battle of Los Angeles, massive sheet of baker foil. Floating to the air. Escaped from the factory somehow, there was a mistake or an accident. <laughs> it became alive briefly and just left. It didn't come alive, it got caught by a thermal. <laughs> a strong thermal of warm air and was lifted. You've seen a plastic bag in the wind. You're talking about three hundred. You know what? You, you, you can have it. You know Thank what? You. I'm going to let you have it. Thank I, I can't be asked to argue. But it works it's very like, hard. It's like playing chess. It's like playing chess with a pigeon. <laughs> oh, here we go. What, what happens, Ben? Shit's it, yeah. on the board. Doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> yeah. What, what I do, what I say, you're shit on the board. Knock the pieces over and stuff it like you well, want. So I'm, a, I'm a pigeon because I think it could be a giant piece of aluminum, <laughs> aluminium foil. You're not a pigeon because you think it's fucking alien. Yeah. Right. That's how it works in my head. <laughs> Mike, which, what, deciding vote, what's more likely? Oh, um, the I sheet think... of baker foil, the, remember, one of the most precious war resources, <laughs> and you're just, oh they no, we didn't, to make it we, didn't, we didn't secure that through the foot piece you made yes. this afternoon, no thermals taking it into the sky. Yes. Or the possibility it might have actually been an alien ship. Oh, I'm going to go... 50-50. You're insane. You're sat there saying it. You said my bit with disgust in your voice. A fucking piece of fucking bacon. I don't think I swore. Or aliens, like matter of fact. Oh yeah, because that's the sensible fucking answer, isn't it? Oh, it was eight. Yes, it was in this scenario. Fucking indestructible aliens who just disappeared afterwards. Yeah. I will say both were as lightly as each other. And let's take. No, we'll take that compromise. I'll take. I'll accept that. Fair. All right. Well, Take a break, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need one. <laughs> I knew it went full, Alex. <laughs> and we're back, and um, we've all reached the compromise that it could have been aliens or a giant sheet of baker foil. Uh -huh. So let's move forward to Vietnam. <laughs> which I like. Vietnam, best soundtrack of any war? Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. It was not yeah. the best result, though. No score draw, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Skinheads both sides, no score draw. <laughs> a crew cut, yeah. crew cut on both sides, score draw. You'd argue, actually, Vietnam won. Well, you would argue, Because yeah. they stayed united, didn't they? Well, they, they won, didn't they? They conquered the South. Yeah. That was their objective, and they did it. So left. Yeah, so... With their tails I, I, I'm going to argue them. with uh, Arnie there. Old Arnie rims. Yeah. Yeah, well... Um, so, we've, so we've gone. He's not known for being right, is he? No, <laughs> no. No, he's not. We've played, played a lot of risk in his time, though. Yes, we're referencing the late, the late, no, the great Arnold. Well, he is late, isn't he? Because he's dead. The, he's yeah. he's yeah. the late great Arnold Judas Rimmer, who is a fictional character from the sitcom Red Dwarf, which is the Holy Grail for us three. Yes. Uh, and don't forget um, Arnold Judas Rimmer, BSc, SSc. Yes, yes bronze swimming <laughs> certificate. <laughs> so certificate. certificate. <laughs> Never got the gold, did he? <laughs> Never got the gold, did I? That's why it's so funny. It's not even a gold swimming certificate. Uh, sorry, back to Vietnam. Right, Vietnam. So we'll start with the uh, HMAS Hobart. If anyone doesn't know, HMAS is Her Majesty's Australian ship. Okay. Australian Royal Navy. Te oh. Technically, Hobart's Tasmania, but. All right, all right. Carry on. Uh, the uh, amid the confusion of that's uh, hang on we'll start a bit higher up I did that point <laughs> no we won't <laughs> probably not although the North Vietnamese had helicopters early in the war they rarely used helicopters by the middle of the war there's a lot of UFO sightings in the war revolve around bright floating objects because crews knew they couldn't be North Vietnamese helicopters 
In the June of uh, 1968, Australian spotters saw 30 floating lights near the DMZ, that's a demilitarised zone. Fearing another Tet Offensive style attack, it says in their NATO forces, that's not really, I suppose it would. Would you class it as NATO? Was the, Just the UK there then? No, we weren't there. Officially. Because it's uh, Australia's part of CETO, not NATO. Mm. Anyway, Allied forces promptly scrambled F-4 fighters and patrol ships to intercept. The lights turned seaward and came under fire from various ships in the area. Unfortunately, a US Navy swift boat got hit by friendly missiles and sank, killing five of the crew. <laughs> or were they killed by aliens? Mm. Well, so while they're firing at things that weren't really fucking there, they end up blowing up one of their own mates. You'd assume they've got it on radar if they're launching fighters. I mean, radar's pretty uh, spot on at this point. Mm. Yeah, but they're aliens. They don't show up on the radar. Um, amid the confusion, the Australian destroyer HMAS Hobart uh, sat ready to engage the enemy. At 3.30am, the commander called action stations when the radar room detected an airplane coming in fast with no IFF, that is your identification friend or foe. The plane opened fire on, the H on HMS Hobart, damaging the ship and killing crew members. Uh, throughout the confusion, the F-4s tried to make contact with the floating lights, but there was only a few inconclusive engagements. And later that night, the pilots returned to their base. The next morning, no wreckage of enemy helicopters was found, even though there was a flurry of anti-aircraft fire trying to intercept the lights. Eventually, the incident was chalked up to atmospheric disturbance or possible helicopter activity. So, atmospheric disturbance, and they blew up one of their mates from firing at air bubbles. Mm. Or ball lightning. You yeah. wear a ball lightning? Yeah. Freak is fun. Mm, yeah, it is. That's a big UFO... Uh, uh, explanation, you know. So, like the Yanks, though, to have friendly fire. No, <laughs> they never do that. So it wouldn't turn up on the radar, would it? Because it's it's lightning. Yeah, but they, they said, but these things have got a radar contact there, but that could be a plane. In all fairness, mm. you know, they've actually picked something up coming in fast and low. It's open fire. Well, what's it open fire with? They don't say. Mm. Again, it could have been them Swiss having a look, mm. checking out what's going on. But then again, would they have noticed that one of the phantoms was missing a, the one of the jets? Sorry, was missing a um, a missile. What'd you do with that missile? Oh, I fired at a ship. Yeah. Why were you firing missiles? Well, yeah. What were you missing lights in the yeah. sky? Okay. Uh, let's skip down then. So we got that one. Uh, we got a guy called Pete Matsolas. Uh, his sighting. He was a young soldier. He wasn't interested in UFOs at the time until he, the time he was shipped off to the front. Although he experienced sightings that made him believe in UFOs. Throughout his tour, Mazzola noted he saw many meteors that moved in a way that was unlike a normal shooting star. Later in the war, he had a direct experience with a UFO. While on patrol, his squad got pinned down by enemy soldiers. They stayed low and hid, hoping to find a way out of the mess. As they were trying to figure a way out home, they saw bright objects rise over the paddy fields and hover in the air. When the objects rose in the air, they took fire from the American warships to the south, but surprisingly, the Viet Cong also shoot, started shooting at the floating lights. Neither side could touch the objects, Mazzola recalls, seeing the shells explode just short of the lights, even though they were right on target. Whenever the lights, neither the Americans nor the Viet Cong recognised them as friendly. Do you know what a, f a good description of a floating light is? A flare. Or a Chinese lantern, mm -hmm. yeah. as discussed earlier. Or a Vietnamese yeah. lantern. Like, oh, a major gun battle going out in the paddy field. Set the Chinese lanterns off. Yeah. Then the Viet Cong really didn't like Chinese lanterns, by well, that logic. Well, it worked because they all wasted a lot of ammunition firing at the Chinese lanterns. 
Tomb. Could have been a tactic to... Uh, they could have had bombs attached to them, but they just didn't work very well. I don't know. Could yeah. have been fucking aliens. Could have been Dr. Fucking Spock, for all I know. <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs> not in that war. <laughs> the coin no, UFO no, incident. Not, not with Agent fucking Orange and... Oh. Fucking... What was it the thing they fired? White phosphorus. Yeah. Yeah, but you had Jesse Ventura. I'm a goddamn sexual tyrannosaur. Fucking napalm. I mean, napalm. Yeah. The jungle, wouldn't it? Their skin just sort of melted off. Yeah. You know, um, Jesse Ventura said that he's a goddamn sexual tyrannosaur. Yeah. Well, I'm a goddamn sexual Labrador. <laughs> I just want to please. <laughs> 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 Okay, don't know where that came from. Moving on. <laughs> Gaz gives an interesting view into his psychological makeup there. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> to strangers on the internet. It makes me feel better. Our podcast will be a psychology major one. <laughs> no, Jesus Christ, they could do a course on this. That's <laughs> true. Very yeah. true. Okay, should we have a look at the uh, the coin UFO incident in Mansfield, Ohio, 1973? No, that's in for Vietnam. I hope this is Vietnam related. I see the words during the Vietnam era. Ah, fantastic. The incident is named after Major Larry Coyne, the commander of the helicopter involved. Four-man Army Reserve crew was conducting a routine training flight at 760 metres above Mansfield, Ohio, when they spotted a red light in the distance approaching the helicopter. They braced for impact, but the object stopped right in front of the helicopter. Once the crew recovered from the collision scare, they realised the object was shaped like a cigar. From the undercarriage, a green light illuminated the helicopter cabin. After a few seconds, the strange object flew off. A moo a moo it. Oh. A mini version, yeah. Cigar shaped, yeah. Cigar shaped UFOs do account for a stupidly high proportion of well, all UFO sightings. Didn't, um, what was our mate Gary McKinnon? McKinnon, who hacked into NASA, said that he saw cigar shaped UFOs parked on the yes. sides of football fields, didn't he? Yeah. Cigar shaped. Could have been. I was going to say, until it mentioned the cigar bit, when it just said the red light, I was going to say laser pen. <laughs> and the green, another green light, which bathed them in its ghostly glow. Pretty freaky. I, I imagine, like, you know, Independence Day, when that helicopter pilot's there, and they're trying to signal it mm. with the big lights, yeah. and then it opens up. and The, the welcome wagon. The welcome wagon. <laughs> and then they, they get bathed in that green light, blue yeah. light for a second. I'm imagining that's what's happening here. Mm. Mm. Um, I love that bit in the, bit in the film. Yeah, welcome what? wagon is in the air. <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> so as this crew decide, as the welcome wagon crew, I'm going to refer to these boys as the welcome wagon from now on, just to be a nostalgia. Uh, as the welcome wagon decided to return to base, they noticed they not climbed a few thousand feet. No, they had. Climbed. They had climbed a few thousand feet during the few seconds of the incident. The climb occurred at a faster speed than they would normally be able to achieve. But the climb was especially strange because the pilot had set the controls for a 20-degree dive. All the crew members confirmed the story and people on the ground also stated that they had seen something strange near the helicopter. In UFO circles, the coin incident is considered to be one of the most reliable UFO stories because multiple witnesses shared their stories. It's one I've never heard before. Neither have I. So they're probably the the ones you've got to focus on, the ones that aren't famous, that are credible. Yeah. Though they were army reservists. I was an army reservist once. I was drunk a lot. <laughs> yeah, but were you in charge of a helicopter? No, that is true. I was not. Yeah, it could have been stone. Oh dear, the next one Skylab 3 UFO. 
Oh. Sky Lab. That's it. Down, one of the space it? stations, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, another incident that did not occur in Vietnam but still occurred during the war was the UFO sighting by Skylab in 1973. Uh, the Skylab 3 mission was plagued with problems, including a frequent loss of radio contact. Right before the three astronauts on Skylab returned to Earth, they were out of radio contact and noticed something strange while gazing out of the wardroom window. Grabbing his camera, a st- astronaut, Owen Garriott, took a picture of the object, which looked weird and squiggly. <laughs> Space sperm. Space Giant team. space sperm yeah. travelling through space. So I'm going with for this. Oof. You don't want them splatting yeah. on the screen. Nah, they just go around fertilising worlds. Mm. Panspermia? Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I did realise panspermia was literally yeah. giant whale sized <laughs> sperms flying through space. It'd be ace if they were, though, wouldn't it? They'd be a lot cooler if they were. If ace is the word I would use. <laughs> but, yeah, there yeah. we go. It'd be a sight, though, wouldn't it? The <laughs> um, after radio contact came back, the astronauts told Capcom that they had seen the a red light. video game company. <laughs> <laughs> they made Street Fighter. <laughs> Different Capcom. Did they though. get the Street Fighter technology from the aliens? <laughs> Maybe. They must have sick video games. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> he saw a red light oscillating outside the space station, then it got washed out by the sun and became invisible. It was the closest, brightest object they'd seen during the mission. After returning to Earth, Garriott stuck by his story in his debriefing fellow astronaut Jack Luzma mentioned that this was the only satellite of many observed during the mission that looked like something not from Earth. Mm. Um, you can scroll through the next one, that's nothing to do with Vietnam. Shag okay. Harbour? Yeah. Do you want more? Uh, no, scroll down a bit more and see the one I want is here. Uh, oh, I like this one. That's good. We'll have a read of this okay. one. So, B-52 shot down by a UFO. Another interesting UFO story in Vietnam revolves around a crashed B-52 bomber. The paper trail for this story is vague but remains a common tale in UFO circles. The incident is part of Project Grudge, a US Air Force investigation of UFO sightings which supposedly ended in 1951. But UFO researchers believe it was still operating in Vietnam. In the 70s, Green Beret Captain William English was assigned to Laos to investigate a downed B-52 bomber. The aircraft was lost under mysterious circumstances and the US Air Force was eager to retrieve evidence from it. What kind of evidence? Mm-hmm. Captain English successfully found the airplane, which seemed in unusually good shape. The only damage on the bomber was normal damage expected from a crash landing. When English opened the hatch, he found all the crew still strapped into their seats, but horribly disfigured and mutilated. There was no other damage in the cockpit. England collected samples and turned the bodies in for autopsy. But after the incident, the Laos government deported him, whether or not this is a story is true. It's an interesting tale from the end of the Vietnam War. Hmm. Shut down with lasers. Hmm. Sound energy weapons. Melted faces. Or it was just shut down by an enemy plane, but nobody was around to witness it. Or they just crashed by human error. Or the pilot went insane, disfigured everyone's face, then his own, and then crashed the plane. Or he was one of these Vietnamese Vietnam soldiers that was uh, high on acid. Yeah. He started seeing monsters and just tanked it. Yep. Um, What's the next one? So you just go down past this. Or is it the one? Ah, that's the one I'm looking forward to. So um, we'll go for the patrol boat attack and only known UFO photograph. Um, Is that the photograph? I don't. Yeah, apparently so. 
That is that fucking is no. Photoshop to shit. Whatever that is. Is this photo credit history via YouTube? So maybe not. That might not be it. We'll have a look. <laughs> that does look a bit photoshopped. If it's from the History Channel, then it probably is. Yeah. In 1968, two patrol boats in the DMZ between North and South Vietnam spotted a couple of UFOs approaching them. The two UFOs stopped and hovered over the first patrol boat. Crew members of the second patrol boat watched as a flash of light from the UFOs completely engulfed the first boat and destroyed it in a huge explosion. In a separate incident, the only known photograph of a UFO from the Vietnam War was taken in 1967. An American serviceman was riding in the back of a truck in Chu Lai when he spotted the odd object. And he basically took a picture of a cylindrical object hovering just above the country road. Can we click on the link and see if we can see the picture? Yeah, the well, the patrol boat thing. They they were they were looking at these craft and the little dome, and there was two sort of visible pilots. Right. And they were firing fifty cow bullets at them, and the bullets are coming back at them. It was doing nothing to the the craft. We can't find this picture, can we? Uh, no, it's taken us to the website. Oh, uh, well, that's probably because it's... OpenMinds.tv. Wow, well, my mind's not very open. <laughs> the boat, is there any evidence for the boat story? I suppose it's got to be documented if a boat was a story, but then would they, mm. uh, you know, you say, oh, well, you know, it was... Uh, what can you do, eh? Sunk? Mm-hmm. Maybe they sunk just because they, they fucked up human error and to save the memories of their mates on the first boat. They made up a UFO. They, they accidentally blew up the boat. Yeah. They? <laughs> Somebody flicked a cigarette somewhere they shouldn't have. <laughs> Boom. You know, to save your friend's dignity, you made up a story about visible gunmen on the hovering well, flying saucer. Maybe. It's an interesting one. I like, and it's mm. it kind of ties into a book I read called Earth, uh, um, an alien enterprise by a guy called Timothy Good, who sort of claims that the ultimate alien agenda is for the, to have a hybrid race. Mm. So they're, they're nearly there as well, apparently. Apparently, aren't we already there, though? The Anunnaki did it millennia ago. No, but the, this is the Greys. They're trying oh. to... Uh, they're on our shit list, and other alien races have helped, are helping us. Mm. It's called the Amicicia Project, which is Italian for friendship. Mm-hmm. And so they're helping us fight the Greys. Right, but well, so we're so he's basically saying we're a bit we're like alien slags, aren't we? Yeah. We're like intergalactic, we'll fuck anything, won't we? Yeah. Well, I I can't deny it. If the cap fits. I think the aliens are just sort of harvesting sperm and eggs and doing it in vitro, though. Oh. Trying to create that get get so many generations of the hybrid so they can pass for us without sort of the larger head or eyes. Harvesting spunk doesn't sound quite as sexy fun to <laughs> It doesn't. As banging alien women, does it? No. Sexy green women. No. Oh, well. Should we move on? Yeah. <laughs> um, should we go to the Gulf War? Why not? First Gulf War. Because mm-hmm. Uncle Saddam had a shitload of stuff. I prefer the first one. The sequel's a bit of a letdown. <laughs> it certainly was. Yeah. Sorry, that's a rubbish joke. <laughs> <laughs> So, fewer alien conspiracies about the first Gulf War. Saddam's alien guests. Okay. And genetically altered watchdogs. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> we have written before about the intriguing, if outlandish, claims of the Iraqi Stargate. You ever heard of, I think we've touched on that in a bit of weird news back in the day. Okay. Um, I hear noises. Yeah. 
and the um, and the real reason to the go four, or at least the second version of it, and that's apparently why we went in the first and second uh, time round because they got a Stargate. Right. Uh, according they, to some, they've got fucking nothing. Have they got a fucking <laughs> Stargate? Because we stole it. Because no, they, maybe they found it. Well, maybe. But... You don't know what Saddam was up to. <laughs> He's got alien mates. Yeah, they give him one. He had all them WMDs, didn't he? So. Oh, they were obviously well, they disappeared through the Stargate. Yeah. Ah, so they sent him. Ah, the Stargate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's all coming together. It wasn't a lie. No. <laughs> it wasn't Poor old St. Tony's been much maligned. Yeah, yeah. much maligned St. He's actually Tony. trying to be a saviour of the human race. Imagine to be an issue, trying to explain to the general public. They sent it through a Stargate and it's in another galaxy yeah. now. There's aliens and everything. The Stargates, yeah. there's aliens, there's alien wars. Saddam was hanging around with aliens. So brave, courageous Tony. He's taking yeah. all that flash. Yes. Yeah, for the good of the good of the species. For the good of the species. He, he, he knows he's been derided, but he knows deep down that he did it for humanity. It's like at the, the end. One day. Of, it's like at the end of the Dark Knight, where Batman yeah. says to Two Face, "Like, no, blame me. I'll, you know, yeah. it will crush that's the it. city to know it was you that did this." Yeah. And then off he runs, even though you know he's the good guy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. he's the. The hero that got the oh, St. Tony's Tony back! Did. Yeah, he's back, baby! <laughs> Imagine if he stands for re-election. Oh. How would you feel? Uh, well, knowing this, I'd be happy. And he comes back as the elder statesman. On a white out. horse. Yeah. Oh, no, that's a, that's a horse of death road. The silver fox said his name that said upon him. <laughs> Behold a white horse. Yeah, oh, St. No. Tony. So, yeah, tell us about the Stargate. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh... According to some, however, the reason the United States suddenly had an increase in interest in going back to Iraq was due to crashed UFO, which rumours state which was in Saddam's possession right up until the conflict in 2003. Uh, claims differed when exactly when the otherworldly crashed. Uh, otherworldly, I can never get that right, you know, craft and crashed after each other. <laughs> craft crashed in the open deserts of Iraq. Some sources state the incident occurred during the first Gulf War, while another persistent claim is the object crashed in December of 1998. Further still, according to, the, according to some, the object was caught on a CNN broadcast, which, incidentally, was covering a raid by US forces. So let's move down a bit. Now, um, further claims that even further claims were even made that there were survivors of the crash. These entities would be offered residence at the Kalit-i Yalundi Fortress, that's probably not pronounced right. Uh, one person would even go on record making such claims. Mohammed Haji Al-Amda, a guard stationed at the former fortress of the Iraq royal family, would insist that he witnessed the extraterrestrial guests. He also witnessed the results of their advanced technology and intelligence. According to the former guard, the aliens genetically altered scorpions found oh. in the desert to be the size of cows. Oh, Jesus. And they were then used to guard the fortress from attack. He would elaborate, quote, They are wonderful watchdogs and how they move on their warm-blooded prey for a decisive attack. Fuck. End quote. Furthermore, the prey would have their necks and legs crushed in huge pincers and finally, fadly, fatally, badly beaten by the barbed tail. That is horrific. That's amazing. But how do you control those scorpions? <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, you don't want them just getting angry and running loose. You know, That's you're, the stuff you're, of The size of a cow? Yeah, why has no one made a movie of this? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't watch it, I'd be terrified. Huh. 
So I just think it's creepy as fuck in the first Transformers movie, the um, oh the Scorpionock, and, yeah. uh, and it digs through the the sand and just pops up and starts stabbing people and sucking them back under. Yeah, it's a bit like that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> with a cow-sized scorpion. Yeah. Not Which kind of crush you in its pinches and beat you to death with barbed tail. Oh, it smells weird. Yeah. <laughs> but it makes a horrible noise. Oh, it's a size one. Yeah, definitely. I'll go with that. I don't know, do scorpions make noises? I bet they fucking screech. A cow-sized one, I bet there's a yeah. screech that comes from it, or a hissing. <gasps> no. But, from a right distance, with the right weaponry, you could take that down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fucking it's missile, fucking RPG. They've got them in well, this actually, war. Actually, it's got a hard exoscheleton, hasn't it? Sure. I bet you, you yeah, you're going to assault rifle rounds and do it. An anti-aircraft fucking oh, yeah, missile. Yeah. Fire one of them at the fucker. Yeah, you can't have that many of them, can he? Yeah. You want one of them getting out into the general populace? It would be like Starship Troopers. You like slide underneath it and like da 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 under its own belly while it's distracted, decapitating your mate. Carl gave his life <laughs> so I could shoot this giant scorpion. So I could slide underneath it like an action movie star in slow motion and execute the fucker. Yeah. Get me another Carl. <laughs> Hang on. Remove. How many legs does a scorpion have? Six. Something like that. Remove all six legs and it's just useless. Blast off its legs. It's just lying on its yeah. belly. With he's got his big. Don't go near them big pincers. It could probably pull itself along with them, couldn't it? It could, but a lot slower. Tail on it. Yeah, but it might be stuck though. Then if you mm. just blast off all six legs, so it drops to its belly, you might be able yeah. to get. Isn't it just easier aim for the head though? Yeah, I don't know how armoured it is. What I'm you mean? It's one of those. I suppose the thing that these aliens are genetically engineering it. They could put armour plates yeah. in everywhere, couldn't they? Mm. What you need is in Avatar at the end when he's in one of them suits with a sword. That would be sweet. Taking yeah. on fucking giant scorpions and. That'd be yeah. pretty sweet. Just stab That's down through its fucking head. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. We're not Pacific Rim, but we're giant scorpions. Yeah. Just call in the Autobots. Optimus just stand on it. Oh, yeah, he's huge, isn't he? Ride it into a wall. (laughs) (laughs) He'll turn into a kamikaze scorpion. He'll smash his hand down into its brain and fire an electrical signal so he can control it and just make it run really fast into a wall. Um, why, so does it, why does he just rip his brain out? <laughs> it's not a cinematic. <laughs> True. Well, um, anyway, yeah. sorry. Back to, to the more sensible. <laughs> Back to the more sensible <laughs> article. <laughs> Alien weapons given to Saddam? Question mark. Oh. Another bizarre conspiracy to come out of the war zone that is now Iraq with claims of alien weapons in the hands of Iraqi insurgents. These weapons were used against US forces for several months. Uh, following the invasion of Iraq in August 2003. Don't remember seeing that on the news. No, neither do I. Um, what's more, this technology will be captured by US forces and taken back to America to be reverse engineered. Fuck you, That's why they were so desperate to get in. Yeah. Captures themselves. Those were the WMDs. Yeah. See, that's the things you see. Alien, Alien MDs. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Saddam, all right. It's all piece yeah. together. Think about Fuck it, though, me. right. So the, the, let's say, for example, the Americans get a crash in '47 at Roswell. They get the survivors, lock them in a cell, and interrogate them daily. Saddam, he's inviting them round to live in his palace. Mm. Go and live with me. Yeah. You know, treat them like treat them nice. And oh, he seems like a nice guy. Let's give him some technology. Won't hurt, will it? Well, 
Mate, he or, seems like a nice guy. <laughs> he's, pulling up the he's pushing up in luxury. Nah, it's way more likely, because Saddam's a bumbling tool. It's way more likely that the ship just fucking... He had a sh just the best stroke of luck. The ship just happened to crash land in Iraq, probably in his back garden. <laughs> uh, oh, what's that? <laughs> uh, all the crew are dead, but you can still the weaponry's there, and it all works, and they just raid it for all the guns and stuff. We get wind of this. Yeah. You know, and the Americans, and that's why all of a sudden Tony's ignoring a million-man march because he knows it's for our own good. Although we won't understand it, we'll be too angry. He knows it's for our best. Yeah, You've got to go and get these fucking weapons. Because you've got to then reveal the existence of alien life. Yeah, and he's not going to do that. We're not ready for that yeah. at that point. Speak for yourself. Well, you still remember, it's a famous clip from our show. What happens if it's just, you know, uh, bacteria? What happens if it's, you know, conscious, intellectual life form? Exactly. It'll freak everyone right the fuck out. You know, it starts communicating. No, we don't want that. We're not ready for that. Oh, I don't want the Mars attacks, like, screeching, yapping oh, thing going God. on either. Imagine that. I don't want ones that create fucking cow-sized scorpions either. No. But mm. Tony, Saint Tony, <laughs> he fucking saved us. He, he was did. a martyr. Yeah. He sacrificed his own reputation and that of the lovely, the lovely Cherie. <laughs> A witch. <laughs> when I'm 64. <laughs> Remember that clip when she started singing that song to some like African school children, oh, and God. Tony's forced to sit next to her, <laughs> and the look on his face—he's just doing his perma smile, <laughs> but you can see his soul fucking—he's <laughs> dying in a hurricane of embarrassment and pain. <laughs> Will you still need me? Oh. Will you still feed me? No, because he's going to have you know, well, Dr. Fayugamon. No. And all these little African children sitting there like, what the fuck is this bitch babbling about? What's she saying? What the point? They don't know the no Beatles. <laughs> and they don't know 64, anyone who's ever lived to 64. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the oldest man in the tribe was 50. <laughs> and he was considered ancient. Why did she sing one of the hits? He'd seen two governments. She could have sang Toto. Yes. Everyone oh, loves Africa by Toto. Oh, bless the rains down in Africa. It's a bit of a guilty pleasure for me, that song, yeah, you know. I like that song. Tony would have looked a lot less embarrassed, I think, <laughs> St. Tony. Anyway. Yeah, but my point is... Is she still with Cherie? I think so. Darling Cherie. Sweet Cherie. Couldn't go, I don't care. It's, she was horrible. She's the wife of the patron saint of this show. I have to like her. <laughs> you have to respect her, though, man. Yeah. She is your leader. <laughs> she, she sold us the fucking aliens straight away. Uh, what is perhaps interesting is the weapon has a similar description to some of those described in the ancient Hindu texts, such as the Mahabharata. Is that right? Pretty close, the Mahabharata. I That's think. it? I think. Um, that'll probably be, I didn't feature that in this episode because that's an episode all on its own. Oh, yes. I love that story. Um, I'm not even going to do it the injustice of summarising it. Um, according to the story, Zazi aliens, the same ones staying at the Kwat El Yolundi fortress in Zaj, would uh, give the technology and the know-how to use it. Uh, to Ba'athist units following, fleeing, no, following the American-led invasion. This interview, intervention of sorts on their part, but came following the destruction of the base by coalition forces. They must have killed the aliens too. Mm. Mm. 
According to the aforementioned Paddy's card, <laughs> the weapons given were only of minimal effect simply because the aliens didn't trust Saddam Hussein with anything stronger. Uh, he's like, every day he's like, hey, is that the strongest you got? Yeah. Well, and they were right there is stronger, there but... because the Americans just marched in and cut his statue down and took his fucking weapons, uh, didn't they? And then found him hiding in a hole. Yeah. I didn't even get to fire one of the ray guns! Fucking <laughs> hell! He did, apparently. Oh. On the 28th of August 2003, shortly before dawn, a US patrol unit was hit by something. Further inspection would reveal a molten yellow metal had pierced the armour of an M1 Abrahams tank. Uh, furthermore, the damage caused to essential navigation and battle equipment was complete. So it really took it out then. And they're not, uh, not easy things to take out. Well, and this will lead to the next paragraph, but why aren't we using these weapons? Well, we didn't have them. No, why aren't we using them now, though? Oh, well, 2003. maybe we are in covert, covert ops. Space Force are. Space Force are, definitely. Space Force. It says, according to some conspiracy theorists, these weapons are tested at the Detroit Arsenal in Michigan and operate using electromagnetic energy. According to those who have witnessed these weapons up close, they are similar to a sawn-off shotgun but with a muzzle that looks similar to a vacuum cleaner head. <laughs> An advanced laser system also locks onto the target with absolute accuracy. Oh, it's like one of them guns from um, Eraser. It's a... One of them, it's like one of them, one of them, not, not look like that, but does the same thing. Oh, I love that. That's a very underrated Arnold film. It is. Film. It is a very underrated Arnold film, you're right. Your luggage. So, yeah, I think we can... Um, Say there's some examples from the last couple of Gulf Wars. Yeah. Giant scorpions. That's, that's my favourite ones that I've heard today. I think yeah. I'd make an awesome comic book or movie. Yeah. If that was the real reason why we had to go. Because the spaceship crash landed in Iraq. Saddam took the guns. Fuck Couldn't me. let him have them. No. That'd be a great comic book. Yeah. Or movie. Captain America fighting giant scorpions. Oh, Cow sized yeah. scorpions. <laughs> That'd be awesome. He could beat the fuck out of Oh, him. yeah. Shield him in the face. Yeah, he'd flip round it, breaking each one of its legs, and then break its claws open, pincers open. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm still going for Marines in exosuits. That would be cool. Yeah, that's also yeah. cool, yeah, yeah. That would uh, be awesome. Can we just do both? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, is, is there any more? Um... Um, just the last one from the Daily Star. Our good friend, the Daily Star. Uh, are aliens fighting ISIS? Wow. Uh, shock videos of UFOs bombing jihadi camps emerge. I have watched the video. It's not really fit for just to record and watch. Right. Um, if you want to watch it, and then Mike can edit this bit out, I guess. Mm -hmm. I can pause it. Well, yeah, people can go and watch it. It's from the Daily Star. You'll find it somewhere on that website. Right, so we just watched the video, which was on the site. Not really fit for us to record and listen to because it was all just sort of... A bit of explosion, yeah, and some some wind. Uh, um, but yeah, could be experimental plane, could be fake footage. Could be I mean, fake could footage. Be footage of bombs going off that's real, but then someone's yeah. thought, oh, I could add a UFO into that. That's they're both. It could be UFOs. Yeah, well, let's scroll down a little bit because there's a bit more to the article. Um, conspiracy theorists uncovered a number of videos which appear to show flying saucers battling the terror death cult across <laughs> the Middle East. So there's a comic book. UFO hunters suggest aliens may be trying to protect their, in quotes, structures on Earth, notably the pyramids and sphinx in Egypt. We're not fighting in Egypt. 
they did destroy stuff, didn't they? Oh, they did. Oh, it's just did, yeah. Yeah. That's a point. So, yeah. Mm. But they're on our side. Attacking so, them. I'd say it's us having to do it, doesn't it? Yeah. Good on them. Mm. Do you think that's really? Might be. Could be. Well, I'd rather them... You will not destroy the Sphinx. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that cat bastard. <laughs> well, I'd rather UFA, UFOs fight with us against ISIS than to like join ISIS. That would, that would be a bit of a disaster, wouldn't it? Imagine if they converted UFOs to, to, to Muslim extremism. Uh, oh man, the aliens rock up bringing science and peace and love and they, and they get, end up they meeting get the first boat they meet is an ISIS guy they brainwashed him to join <laughs> radical Islam before you know it. He gets it. radicalised. <laughs> before you know it, they give him a stick on beer and a, and a white hat. <laughs> and he's flying his spaceship into a fucking shopping centre. But the thing is, it's so fast, he tries to fly into, into a, a skyscraper, but it's so fast, it just goes punch straight through and just doesn't really do a lot of damage. Oh, man. Because on a Sunday was no one was there. No one explained to him the rules. No one explained weekends to him. Uh, well, I don't know. What do you boys think of that one? Well, that's fantastic. Fake. Yeah. Daily, the, daily, the, the Daily Star, the most, one of the most reputable papers yeah. we've had on this show. They wouldn't print a video of dodgy... Uh, origins. Of course they wouldn't. It's clearly uploaded by somebody called, I don't know, uh, Graphics Kings 303 <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, practicing his um, computer graphics for his for his course. And the Daily Star has printed it as solid. No, like they could never happen. Solid journalistic evidence. I could never happen with a responsible journalism displayed by the Daily Star. <laughs> the aliens are here and they fucking hate ISIS. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, is there any more to that? Is there any more of the bar war? Nice picture there of uh, an alien. <laughs> being stood in front of a cloud of smoke. The ISIS flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, some UFO truthers have leapt at the idea the aliens have joined in the fight against ISIS, but others are doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> Only <laughs> doubtful, not against it. They, might, they could be swayed. <laughs> oh, uh, fantastic. Uh, even one YouTuber commented, everyone's bombing Syria, even the aliens are bombing Syria. <laughs> wow. Uh, Robert Escobar, another YouTube commenter, said uh, most people assume they only work side by side with the Americans, but the truth is they have alliances with several other countries, including Iraq. Uh, oh, double agents. Yeah. They just want all that sperm and eggs. That's <laughs> what they want. Make those hybrids take over the planet. Unseat the reptilians. So they're after. Ah. So there's some UFOs in wartime. That's that's pretty much what I got. Aliens versus ISIS. I know my money's on. Yeah, the aliens. Yeah. Unless they do radicalise the aliens. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's a terrifying thought, issue. isn't it? Yeah. I never thought that before. Yeah, they could, they could radicalise aliens. <laughs> I mean, they managed to do it to young men from like. Britain. Yeah. So why can't they do it to someone who's never even heard of it? What? Hey, let me tell you about this chap called Mohammed. Uh, wife <laughs> really boy. Oh. Wife really boy. Because oh no, he's... no, no, no. Because Mohammed's on the council a lie, isn't he? He's on Billy's council. Uh, is he? He's there with Jesus, Jesus isn't he? Well, I, I don't know about I that. I thought we made that bit up, didn't we, as a laugh. 
No, that was real. No, we made up like the intergalactic Avengers, didn't we? Like Jesus and really. No, he's there apparently. Oh, this is, is from people have channeled really, oh. really afterwards. Yeah. The intergalactic council of life. Yeah. I'm not sure if Mohammed's on it. Ashtar galactic command. That's it. Ashtar and Jesus is it? Commander Jesus. Commander Jesus. And I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember Mohammed. He might have been. He, I thought he would be there. Mm. You know. So yeah. Well, Mohammed himself rocks up and says, "Look, I never said nothing about this." <laughs> why hasn't he done that why isn't any why isn't any alien who's, who popped down to earth formed a religion then fucked off come back and said hey 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 I never said nothing about any of this <laughs> well maybe it's we don't know how like it probably takes thousands of years to get here doesn't it unless yeah. they've got wormhole technology well, so think they may they not be able have. to come that often do you know what I mean you'd think so, they would have though wouldn't you well, maybe they came a long time ago and they haven't been back since, since the Mahabharata or whatever it was. When they had a bit of a scrap. Yeah, and they 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 raised everything to glass, and then uh, they haven't been back since. Well, they thought, oh, we've been like, it's like it's about having a house party in someone else's house, yeah. trashing it, well, feeling really guilty, leaving before you're found out, and then never going back to yeah, that house yeah. again. Well, you don't return to the scene of the crime, no, do you? No, you that's don't. Just, that's just Bad criminal behaviour. Yes, bad criminaling. <laughs> yeah, bad criminaling. <laughs> so yeah, so what do you think about the whole UFOs in wartime? Then you think people are seeing. You know, is there a, a tourism thing? You think it's an observing thing? I mean, the, the nuclear missile, a, the nuclear age, has thrown the UFO sightings to the roof. Mm. Unfortunately, I'm a little bit on the. I'm going to have to give a bit of a wishy-washy answer and say, it's everything it could be examples of secret military planes that we don't know about in our public knowledge some of them yeah some of them could be weather phenomena some of them could be baker foil, uh, baker foil. Baker foil. some of them could be pilots tripping and seeing things that aren't really there um some, some of them the could moon. be aliens some of them could be uh, foil some um, of them uh, just seen by very young very nervous very tired very strung out young men yeah, and again, some you know, it's could be sightseeing alien perverts <laughs> who want to watch humans uh, die in the yeah. sky. God, it's like a snuff film for them. Yeah, fuckers. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's my. It could be all of those things. It is all of those things. It's. I don't know. Do I? No. I'm a sky expert. No, not a sky expert. Schrodinger's alien. Yeah. <laughs> it's alien and Baker for the same yeah, time. It's both. It's all of those things. And none of those things. No, it's, I don't know. All of the above. I, 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 I go with that in a way. I, I, I want it to be aliens. I think some of it's definitely observers, especially after the nukes start flying, the nukes start getting tested. Mm. They're like, oh, we need to keep an eye on these monkeys now. That was more probably an observing yeah. thing than a tourism thing. I just think there's that many sightings, just takes the one. That's it. Yeah. Just takes the one. The rest of them could have be bollocks. Doesn't matter. That one is well, not proof, but you know. It's what it's, but it is, it's definitely proof. That one is, is right. Well, yeah, it's yeah. an alien there ship, that's it. It's proof aliens, there you go. Oh, that's it, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Battle of San Jose. I think it's a. It's going to be a mixture of everything, isn't it? Yeah. I think we might all actually be unanimous. Yeah. There you go. For once. Mm-hmm. The only time it's ever happened, we've all kind of agreed. I think so, yeah. Let's take a break and do weird news. Yes, we'll be back for weird news and follow Alex. Spliffing. Of course. Of course. Uh,
Right, so we are back, and we got a bit more weird news, and then some full Alex. Or never go full Alex. So, does anyone who wants to do this one? I'll read it out if you would like. Mm. LAPD investigating man who trespassed, slapped hippo's butt at an LAPD. <laughs> <laughs> you silly man. <laughs> Los Angeles police are investigating a bizarre case of trespassing that involves a man slapping a hippo's butt at the LA Zoo. A video surfacing on social media shows a man hopping over a barrier, reaching down and quickly slapping one of two hippos behind. He then quickly gets out and appears to give a thumbs up as he flees. It's unclear when the incident happened, but officials said it was a big risk because hippos kill more people than lions in Africa. Which, that's why I thought this, that is brave. Yeah. Two hippos, two hippos, Mother Rosie and daughter Mara, with the ones in the enclosure, zoo staff said it was a potentially dangerous incident, not just for the man, but for the mum and daughter hippo. Yeah, I've seen yeah. a video of this, yeah, he just leaps over, doesn't he? Yeah. Just does exactly what it says, slaps it. And so why would you, how much of an idiot are you? Very silly a fucking big And this idiot. is why animal attacks are on the rise. Yeah. Because of people doing sort of shit like this. Humans getting stupid at Yeah. That's what I'm going with, so that's, uh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. No. I wouldn't hop into any enclosure of the zoo. No, I don't know. I wouldn't hop into the, the enclosure of the most friendly animal in the world at the zoo. Well, I love animals, but I don't like being close to them. As that's the one thing we went to the safari park a couple of weeks ago, and Leona said at the end, "So I've learned a couple of things today, and the main one is that you really don't like being anywhere near animals, do you?" And I was like, "No, no I don't." Especially not weird ones that belong in Africa and places like that. It's a little bit unnatural to be driving our car around Dudley and then one yeah. sticks its fucking head. Oh, look, it's a zebra. Oh, there's a giraffe with its head through the window. Yeah, like this is a normal experience. <laughs> yes, Are you but, supposed to keep your windows up? No, no, you're allowed to feed the giraffes. The little children thought it was fucking wonderful, didn't they? I found it a genuinely terrifying experience. I loved it. I loved it. How can you? I wonder if a child giraffe. feed a giraffe. They've got a massive mouth and massive they teeth. They were actually incredibly gentle. It's because I was scared of them. They're huge, but they reached out. A, I was amazed that they could see or smell the food in the kid's hand from all the way up there. Head comes down and they just ever so gently. They were the gentlest animals we fed uh, in terms of mouth on hand. Uh, you tried to feed a lion, did you? Uh, no. <laughs> That's why you're missing your hand. <laughs> I was going to I was going to say something. No, is it yesterday in the pub? I was going to say something. I've seen giraffes fight, right, on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And too, all yeah. I kept thinking uh, was of one of them decided to do that headbutt neck swing thing that they do to one of the windows yeah. of one of these cars. Someone's going to die. Yeah. Right? You know, and I kept saying this. Maybe I shouldn't have kept saying it in front of the children, but I did. I was trying to teach them that giraffes can be violent psychopaths and don't confuse teddy bears with the real thing. And with, anyway, with a grizzly. Didn't enjoy feeding them. With a 350 pound grizzly bear. And they're not teddy bear. <laughs> and, there, and there was a rhino, and I thought, well, what's stopping him running into the car? <laughs> Nothing. Animals mm. just turn sometimes, don't they? Go a bit nuts. You might see a car. Animals go bad. <laughs> you, yeah. might see, you might see a car he doesn't like. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking Hondas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't enjoy it. And this man is very silly and dangerous for trying to uh, to touch the bottom yeah. of a hippo. Yeah. So, um, all right, should we have the, uh, the next one? I think we've got all we can out of that. Yep. 
Um, do you remember a long time ago we touched on an article in Weird News about how you, if you're in Guernsey, mm. you you cro you've got this ancient plea. It's written to the laws. You recite the Lord's Prayer in French and shout out, uh, shout out a phrase. Lord's we'll get, Prayer. The in Lord's French. Prayer in French. And there's something else. We'll get to it it's in the article. Um, a woman has activated the ancient Norman rite of Clamère de Hero to protest against the narrowing of a road which she claims would endanger pedestrians and motorists. Rosie Henderson from Guernsey raised the clamour by kneeling and calling for help, reciting the Lord's Prayer in Norman French. Fully enforceable in Guernsey and Jersey law, it means the construction work in St. Peterport must stop until a court decides the case. I fucking love this. Wow. <laughs> right, so you read, what you shout is, Harrow, 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 Allaid mon prince on me fair taught. Translated as come to my aid, my prince, so someone does me wrong, and then you say the Lord's Prayer in Norman French, and that is completely fine under the law. That is and they were caught as a look at it. Amazing. How fucking awesome would it be for protesters to stop yeah. the fracking? Yeah. For example, mm. just kneel down, say that, goes to court. Fair play. That's amazing. Um, whoever claims the clamour has 24 hours to register in court. But whoever it is called against must stop all work immediately. That's wow. fantastic. Yeah, it goes back to the 10th century as a form of self-policing when there was no law enforcement. Fucking hell. Do you know what? I'd do it. I'd shout it out myself just to get a day off work if I was one of the workers. <laughs> and it was a really hot day, and I'd just, I'd just shout it out. Like, oh, we've got to stop now, lads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you'll get paid for it. Yeah, but we get a day off. Yeah, yeah. I suppose so. Go and play in the pool. <laughs> well, has your place got a pool? There's a lot of pools in Jersey and Guernsey. No, I suppose there is. There is, because there's a lot of money. The trouble is, you might get fired if they find you doing it yourself. You All just the pay time. a kid to do it, don't you? Mm. Give him a fiver. Yeah. Say the Lord's Prayer in Norman French, mate. <laughs> yeah. You have to learn it. You know? <laughs> You'll do it for five, won't you? Probably. Awesome. Or Dairy Lee. I just have to say Dairy Lee. Yeah. 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 Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Should we carry on? Yeah, moving over that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, go on. There's Waldo, a clever robot specifically designed to answer the age-old question of where's Waldo? This is just a waste of fucking time, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> that takes all the fun out of it, doesn't it? It does. You spent years on that, and you're going to be asked to put a pointing finger on him, you're just going to give him a child's mannequin hand. <laughs> Basically, yeah, at least hasn't got a cock. <laughs> That's <then>. true. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a scutter. It is a scutter. It's just an arm, a crane, with a little mannequin child hand stuck on the front of it, and it finds Wally or Waldo in the picture every time because it can scan faces. Someone spent years building this. They could have been working on the cure for cancer. They could have been yeah. instigating humankind's flight into the stars, but no. I'm no. gonna take issue. This is my you know, that's my reggae boxer this week. <laughs> this daft bastard here. Someone else read this article, I'm too angry to read. I'm gonna yeah. take issue with the first line of this because it says There's Waldo is a very clever robot that is able to search through many illustrations. Very clever? I can do where's Waldo. Yeah but he can do it in four point five seconds. Oh. <laughs> well sometimes yours get one. is it there's nowhere <laughs> in the start of the book where it says <laughs> Find Wally <laughs> in four and a half seconds. Yeah, and also yeah. what else can you do? I can walk <laughs> and talk. I got two fucking hands. Yeah. It's just sucking the joy out of it, though, yeah. isn't it? So yeah, I've spent years developing a machine that will suck the joy out of one of your favourite pastimes. 
think you're missing the point though, because it, it's more about the image processing of faces, isn't it? So imagine what it can do in a book, mm. and imagine what it can do in a crowd. Well, exactly, it's going to use this to stop you from going into the supermarket because you're going to try and get in, or me, and it's going to register your face and go, now you owe this company X amount of money and you haven't paid the bill, so we're not letting you go into Tesco until you pay the bill. Yeah. That's what they'll Could use it to do. Dark shit like that. Point at you with that creepy child hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flops into the side of the wheels. <laughs> you. <laughs> yes, you. You have a better hand on it. Nothing else. Yeah, exactly. It's a useless. It's not even pointing. No, it's just a hand. It's just a nun. Put a one digit. It's in just the, one yeah, digit. Yeah, doesn't need one to be fair because his index finger is pointing directly at Waldo. Wally. We're English, he's called Wally. <sighs> Sorry for it, if you're confused by this, he's called Where's Waldo in America, but over here, I don't know why, but he's called Where's Wally. Why the fuck do you think they changed his name in America? Um, I don't know where he came first. No, and I don't know where if maybe we don't, we don't use the name Waldo, do we? Yeah, they? I've never heard it before. I've never heard the name I Waldo. Bet, I bet you there's some, some small town US hick called Waldo. Mm. Anyway. I'm not impressed by this arm. No. If it could wank me off, I might be more impressed well, it's, than it's it. It's got a mannequin hand on it. Exactly. <laughs> and we know how I feel about robotic <laughs> arms and mannequin hands. Do you know what this means, though? He's basically nicked our fucking idea. Yeah. Yeah. Can it wank me off in 4.5 seconds, though? Probably. If it can. <laughs> I take back everything I've said. I'm a scientist. Mm. Oh, like five seconds. First time oh, ever a weird news article has found its way into my reggae box. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, it's reggae box. Just made me, I've just reggae boxed it. It's made me that angry. Huh? A pointless fucking invention. Oh, Wally. Right, so, bit of, uh, let's play some full Alex. Yeah, let me go full Alex. You want to explain it? Basically, Mike plays as a clip of a random weirdo he's found on the net. Two random weirdos. Two random weirdos he's found on the net. And then we play a clip of Alex Jones. going Alex Jones going full Alex, and yeah. we decide who has gone more full Alex this week. Who's talking the most fucking shit, batshit crazy? And uh, we'll defend our opinions and come to a conclusion. Let's do it. Oh, okay. I forgot to say it. Play the theme tune or insert theme tune here. Were you trying to get crazy with this scene? Don't you know I'm local? Okay, the first one is Rick Joyner in his tale of teleportation. Oh, God. Hello, Rick, you fucking prick. <laughs> Pray for me to get Philip's anointing. <laughs> so I can, when I'm supposed to go somewhere, I just get zapped there, translated there. And, uh, I, by the way, I have done that one time. That has happened to me one time. I don't have time to get into it now, but I'll tell you about it sometime. But I really got physically translated with my car and uh, was zapped right to a place and uh, there's no way physically it was physically impossible for that to have happened otherwise I went somewhere that would have taken two hours by travel I was there instantly and uh, so anyway I didn't even tell anybody about that for years because I thought no one would believe me and and I was praying the Lord keep doing it, you know. But uh, he is going to be doing that. And he, he showed me that in the days to come, 
we were going to be able to be translated by faith. Now that happened, I wasn't expecting it. It shocked me when it happened. I mean, I was just dumbfounded. I knew it had to be God, and I knew it was what had happened, but it was still shocking. But he showed me that in the days to come, we were going to be translated by faith. We would pray and say, Lord, I need to be there right now, and boom, we would be there. I think some are doing that now. <laughs> can I just say, right, can I just immediately just cast my, cast my coin into the air? I just think he had a mini stroke, <laughs> kept driving for two hours, and then just kind of snapped back and went, I fucked again. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. It happened. Okay. Well, that was interesting. All right, let's have the next random weirdo. Okay, this is from uh, Louis Theroux's Weird Weekends. Okay. The one on aliens. We do love an alien. Christmas gift, Reverend Short has offered to use his body as a vessel for his alien friend, Corton. We were going to have you over here, is that okay? No, I have to be sitting in the southeast, Lewis, always. Corton will share with us the benefit of his extraterrestrial wisdom. Focus. Okay. Satanic. We are only committed to that which is um, 
Almighty God, Father of Light, son. <laughs> so that's Chalum. a no. Yes, son. Chalum. On behalf of the Honorable Court and Representative, we are ending our transmission. No. <coughs> and the poorly gentleman has stopped to the side again. Um, <laughs> wow. You know if you're going bored, right? Mm. Now... At what point, if you lose the front of your hair, would what, you the, what do you want to do? Would you do something that you can't keep, keep the clone, keep the clone cut? Because that's not helping. Is what I I'm can't saying. That's the first thing that you jumped on. <laughs> oh, the rest of it is perfectly plausible. I thought. Now <laughs> 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 he's mad as a box of frogs. <laughs> That's what I thought was just going to be your first reaction. I didn't think you knew about his hair. I mean, he just kept bugging me all the way through. Why would you keep the clone cut? Uh, that was uncomfortable, man. That was uncomfortable. It was. And even his wife was checking her wash. It usually lasts this long. Uh, Why did he keep saying um all the time? I thought he was struggling with something to say and then he started throwing it on the end of words. He did, didn't he, all the time? Like he was a dialect in a way. With an, it's just a pause, wasn't it? He's trying, trying to make it. Okay, let's <laughs> oh. Right. Okay. Let's hear the. All final right. So we've one. got. Let's just recap a second because we will have trouble remembering if we don't. So we got the guy who teleported because of God. Yeah. We've got Coltan. Who channels the aliens? Yeah. Yeah, alien channeler Coltan and his galactic command or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> And why did you... Central control. Yeah. Why did they have to say that? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's just gone. All right, mate. Long time no hear. Oh, man. <laughs> you haven't communed for a while. <laughs> let's hear Alex. Yeah, let's hear Alex. This is Alex describing the aliens communicating with the elites. Okay. <laughs> Here's, Here's what I'm getting at. The people at. who make uh, iPhones It doesn't are. matter. We're having a real discussion about the future of the technological system of humanity. Right. They don't want that discussion. So this thing's that whether it's it's Joe or Alex Jones or Eddie Bravo, we're all having on the Joe Rogan experience a discussion the elite are having right now in Kauai, right now with Zuckerberg. I know for a fact. The elites so, are meeting with Zuckerberg in Kauai. Are they pissed off at Facebook about? too? He's about Kauai. But what's the whole point is they're Facebook? having this meeting he owns Facebook. right now like and Facebook. we should discuss what's happening. Is Facebook part of the Illuminati? Now you know. No. He's a bear shitting in the woods part of it. Come on, aren't you on Facebook? Now you know. Look at Alex Flex. They're going to delete your no, profile. No, you better take that back. Joe, delete don't your don't shit. Don't I want to delete your profile. I, I know you do. I, I know you do. Folks off. I know you do. Hey, the big issues of the world is he never asked me about Ronald Reagan. I want to oh, know about aliens. Can aliens? we combine both? I keep coming back to that. We do it? Because I, I want to know. You want to What do they know about aliens? What do you want me to tell you? Are they real? Okay, I'll tell you right now. And what I say is not political, and it's not from my particular okay. perspective. Okay. It's from the known knowledge in the universe. Okay. We live in a third-dimensional plane. We can see the planets, the galaxies, the suns, hundreds of billions of galaxies photographed, universes. We live in an amazing space-time continuum. The elites believe that it's not in the third dimension that we're mainly receiving transmissions. Ships don't arrive from Alpha Centauri's or Geedy Prime or wherever they're coming from or Beelgees. Beetlejuice. They come here through yes. interdimensional gates that are much closer through fold space. And so we have to discuss the different influences that are in the universe and our fact that we have free will and we decide what we want. I don't believe in any of this. 
I'm simply telling you what the elites believe. So they believe that there's another dimension, and these beings are from a another bunch dimension. Of a bunch and of need, dimensions. And they need baby blood, right? They need somehow they need baby <laughs> well, blood. Our right? brain is able right? to tune in. Let me tell you, oh, we're really this powerful. Not, I didn't make you. this up. Okay. We're made in the image of our creator. Our brain is able to tune into the lowest dimension, the highest dimension. Humans are basically really powerful creatures that can live right close to suns. They're highly radioactive. Nothing else can live as close. We have very short lives because we're like a hive organism that actually lives second to second in the space-time continuum. It's like 100 years. It's a second. And we transmit our data up to be able to live next to like these stargate jump gates that are, that are suns. So because we live so close to these suns, we only have like milliseconds to be alive. So we're actually a hive organism that keeps transmitting up to the next species in our in our in our hierarchical system and then down below us so we're alive right now in this continuum and we're trying to progress and and, and make things better and, and the elites are trying to make sure that we don't dial into that incredible knowledge we've got as a species and basically die as a species so that we're not competitors on the next level as the bible says of the interdimensional plane but God you don't, damn, you don't that believe that. Good. But you don't believe that. You're just saying that's what they believe. Oh yes, exactly. I'm, okay. I, I don't believe in anything. What do you believe? Uh, uh, no, I mean I believe in research. Do you think that? <laughs> do you think that there is something from other dimensions that can access us? Uh, this, this, we are other dimensions. The third Inside dimension is only one limited plane in a larger spectrum. So you do so, believe? What so we're they a believe. part of that spectrum. Well, let's just say we're not in Kansas anymore. Alex, have you ever done DMT? No. Do you want to? I don't need to. I go to every night. I, go to <laughs> I believe that. He's on. It's like he's on natural yeah. DMT all You're day. definitely on something, oh, man, for sure. sure. Uh, I genuinely yeah. I did not have a fucking clue what he was going on about. Oh, it's difficult to follow, but I don't think he's got it this week. No? I think my money... I'll go first, boys. My money's on the second guy who was channeling Amy. Yeah, that's, He's that's my... That's deeply mentally unwell. <laughs> that's my, my pick as well, uh, yeah. Even that... That was an amazing rant he just did. It was an awesome rant, yeah. And remember, that was from his Joe Rogan appearance yeah. where he was quite high and drinking yeah. whiskey. So that's what it's like when you get Alex stoned. Oh, so I, I think it's wonderful. Love it. yeah, <laughs> I'd I love, love to hang out with him, honestly, and get high. I wouldn't know what the fuck he was babbling about, but I'll be trying to write it down, so I'm like, this is going to make a great comic book or something. He's amazing. Yeah, but I think, yeah, guy number two, guy number one is just full of shit. Guy yeah. Number, guy yeah. number two, fucking mentally, fucking, just off the fucking farm, man. Why would you even do that for attention? I mean... It's insane. But he people, even the people... It's real, he's channeling... Oh, well, that makes sense. Even the people sat in front of him are giggling their faces up, <laughs> right? And they're supposed to be his followers? <laughs> no, they're not his oh, followers. They, uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's an episode where he he gets everyone together for the series. Oh, because that was the gay guy from the yeah. thingy episode, wasn't it? The, well, the gay porn episode. The porn, yeah, the porn story. I thought I recognised him. He got them all at the end oh. together to try and see how they get on. And oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, yeah, that guy gets it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he gets my vote as well. He was brilliant, wasn't he? I think he gets yeah. it. Well, no, he was terrible. <laughs> he wasn't even a convincing alien. Uh, <laughs> just before we uh, wrap up, I'm, I'm sorry, gentlemen, it's the last bit of shilling I will do. But uh, once again, the comic book, Space Force Intergalactic Fascists, available on Amazon in paperback or... Kindle. I'll read you the blurb, it's very quick. Space, the 1950s, where the men were manly and the women were willing. Did I say that properly? And the women were willing. 
Yeah. It's hard to tell because I've had a beer. <laughs> um, and the women were willing, mostly. Captain Bert's banner is the most misogynistic, violent and stupid man alive. That's why he's the perfect candidate to initiate Space Force. These are his continuing adventures through the galaxy as he and his band of misfits try to spread fascism through the cosmos. Here there be violence and sex by the boatload. Oh, and there's also Ginger Trev. <laughs> Space Force Intergalactic Fascists. Issue 1 has landed. So, have a look for it please on Amazon. And um, if you hate it, don't tell me. <laughs> Did you base Captain Spanner on me? Because <laughs> he sounds a bit like me. <laughs> you wish. He's the most dashing space hero there is. Yeah, that's He's also me. a complete tool. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's based on me. No, he's not. Not based on anyone. No. Sorry, I hate to break it to you. Sorry, I didn't base my space hero on you. I thought I'm boosting my ego a bit. Jesus, your ego knows no bounds. He's like the cat's ego. Come on. Remember, you've got to put Manfred von Richthofen in there. Oh, yes, remind me. In the next edition. He will make an appearance. Right then, shall we wrap it up? Yeah, hope you've enjoyed the episode. That's been Alien Sightings in Wartime. I've been Ben, and I'm going to say, don't drink the, the uh, flavour aid, and don't join a call. Uh, I've been Gaz, I'll say goodnight, buy my comic, and free Biff Tannen. I've been Mike, thanks for listening, peace out, may the force be with you. <laughs> Still going for that Jedi thing? <laughs> I haven't started it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I will, one day. Good night. <laughs>